Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. John Jastrzemski! Here on this Friday evening, it's one last ride, one last Friday late happy hour with JJ John Jastrzemski. We're keeping you company right up until 11 o'clock right here on the fan. Get aboard at 877-337-6666. And it's pretty surreal and it's pretty crazy for me trying to process the fact that this is going to be my last show here at WFAN. And listen, I think anybody who is familiar with my journey, my love of this radio station, what I've tried to do throughout my career, you know, from the time I was a little kid, this is something I wanted to do. Something I wanted to do. I heard guys on the radio do it. I said, that is an awesome job. You get to a point where you're like, all right, I'm not playing center field for the Yankees. I stink. How am I going to have a career having some fun doing this on a regular basis? And this is what I set out to do. And for nine years, from the minute I started down in Bar A on Big Mike show to doing one show a week for two hours, then all of a sudden it turns into a four-hour show Then all of a sudden you get a little bit more filling work and you just keep grinding and you keep working and you keep hustling. That's what you got to do. And I tell it to people all the time when you were in this business, if you were going to be somebody on the air that doesn't want to work holidays and doesn't want to work weekends and doesn't want to work nights right out of school, then go do something else. Go do something else. Because in order for you to understand what it takes You got to put the time in. You got to put the work in. And listen, it's been a whole lot of work here the last nine plus years. I love what I do. So as it felt like, you know, I've been working a whole lot because I love shooting the breeze and talking sports. That's what I do. It's what I've done my entire life. I don't need a manuscript for it. I don't need bullet points for it. 
It's all in this little pea brain of mine. That's what I do. I read react. It's organic. It's fun. The games are fun to talk about. The games are fun to react to. I know what a concept. Because it seems like in many ways sports is getting away from that. What you actually see on the field. It's all this other nonsense. And that's exactly what it is. Nonsense that is gravitating people's opinions towards this, that, whatever. There's nothing like for me coming on the air after a Yankee game. And reacting to that game. Like we did yesterday with opening day. Or like we did when the Mets in 2015 went to the World Series. And you guys were downright giddy. And, you know, I had to kind of reel you in a little bit. Or how about my first year when the Giants, and I'll never forget this, went on that improbable run. I mean, that was to me the holy smokes moment in my fan radio career right out of the gate. I'm in the middle of a Giants Super Bowl run. Coming on after the games. Beating Atlanta. Beating Rodgers and the Packers. Having that epic NFC title game against the San Francisco 49ers. And then, of course, finding a way to beat the New England Patriots again in the Super Bowl. It's been a wild ride. I think I've done every time slot on the radio station. I mean, you name me the time slot, I've done it. I filled in in the morning. I filled in in the midday. I did the afternoon a bunch. We've done the evenings now for the last year plus. The overnights in the JJ After Dark family. Listen, this place has forever changed who I am. Period. There's no getting around that. For the rest of my life, for the rest of my career, you think of me, whether you like me, whether you love me, whether you hate me, I don't really care. I want most of you to like me. I need a few haters every now and again. I got to be honest, if you don't have a few haters, you're not doing your job. You need a few. I don't need a barrage of haters. I don't need to be walking outside getting tomatoes thrown my way. But it's nice. I go to the golf course. Love the show. I go to Yankee Stadium. Love the show. That means the world. The folks who called this show for the last nine years. And many of you, I, I, I don't want to start name dropping yet. Because it doesn't do justice to the wide-ranging audience that we have. And something I've always looked to do. I'm 32. I'm going to be 33 years old. I think anybody who's listening to me knows. I kind of got a little bit of an old soul. Yeah, I can relate with young people. I would hope. I can also relate to the guy who's 65 or 70 years old. I take pride in that. It's been a hell of a run. This has been a dream of mine. You don't normally get an opportunity to live a childhood dream. I did. Dreams change, though. Your perspectives change. Opportunities come your way. Your priorities change. That's business. And I guess you learned that going through this over the last nine years. It is a business. It's been a great run. I can't thank you guys enough. We're going to have a ton of fun over the next couple hours. We'll have some laughs. Yeah, we're going to do some sports. Of course we're going to do some sports. Come on now. I'm not going to be talking about what I have for dinner. I didn't even eat yet. I do have a salmon I'm looking forward to eating. And I had a little shrimp scampi at mom's after my run today. So, I'm well fed. In case anybody's wondering, the kid ate. The kid ate. Let's lead it off. We head to, where are we going to go? Staten Island, New York. The great Steve. What's up, Stevie? JJ, my friend. How are you? It is an absolute pleasure hearing your voice. How the hell are you? What's happening, dude? Your friend Smitty put it best. This is a bittersweet call, but I had to call in. 
to say the fan is going to rue the day that you left. It's going to be like the Babe Ruth trade to the Yankees. <laughs> That's high praise for me right there, Steve. Steve, I, I would have taken Johnny Damon leaving Boston going to the Yankees. I would have been okay with that. I, I no, can't ever put myself Ruth, in Ruth in the same sentence, you know, bro? I can't do that. Best host, pal. They're losing their best host. I'm going to miss you. I just wanted to wish you luck on your new endeavors. And I'm looking forward to the new season and our nightly text. Well, Yesterday Steve, was brutal. Listen, it'd be nice if somebody other than Gary Sanchez could get a hit, by the way. Uh, judge, wow. bases loaded, GIDP. And you know it's not your day, Steve, when LeMayu, of all people, with a chance to win the game, can't go and win the game. That's when you know you don't deserve to win. Well, he, he got robbed. That, that well, he got robbed in the fifth inning. Made. But remember, yeah. though, Stevie, yeah. he came yeah, up he in the ninth inning with a chance to win the game. First yeah, pitch, he, he grounds out. You got to send him there, though. You gotta no, 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 no. I, I don't have a problem sending him. I just normally expect DJ LeMayu to hit a bullet. To hit one in the right center field, uh, you know, to hit one over the fence. I mean, the guy's been the most clutch Yankee by far the last two years. It was a brutal, brutal game. Stan is, oh, my God. I guess he's back to form after the playoffs. Like well, that. listen, Steve, it's one game with Stan. I know he's uh, your whipping boy. I know you can't stand him. <laughs> Got to give him a little bit of wiggle room for what he did in the playoffs. I'll can't give him a week. One more game. I'll you can't give him a week. I love it. <laughs> listen, there are some guys that are going to be Stevie's whipping boy. You know, that's, that's the way it goes, man. John Carlos Stanton is your whipping boy. Hey, listen, I am looking forward to the nightly text. I am looking forward to seeing you at a game at some point. We will do that. And listen, Definitely. I know you're keeping jacked. Even without a gym, are you finding a way to keep jacked, bro? I haven't been to the gym in almost a year. Yeah, I've been working out at home. I don't know about jacked. I've been doing a little running. Some push-ups and stuff, a little weights, but I'm heading back. I just joined the gym down the street from my house. Push. There you go. There you go. And listen, in case anybody's wondering, Stevie, appreciate the call, man. Steve and I used to work out together at the old gym, and we became good buddies. Real good buddies. Stevie is a diehard Yankee and Giant fan. Text me every night after the games. Hates Stanton. Hates, hates, hates Stanton. Makes me seem like a Stanton apologist, to be honest with you, because I've kind of roasted him the last couple of years. But, like, that's a relationship that I had because of this radio station. I'm going to get to this later on in the show when we say goodbye. I've made lifelong friends on and off the air because of this radio station. There's no getting around that. My producer, who I am going to be playing golf with probably on Tuesday, he now is going to have to deal with my awful golf rounds for the next 30 to 40 to 50 years of our life. I don't know if he's mentally prepared for that, but guess what? It's coming. There's a lot of that. It means the world to me. More ways than one. Let's head to the Bronx. Josh joins us. What's happening, Josh? JJ, this isn't goodbye. It's hello. And, uh, you know, I don't have to meet you. We know each other in the spirit and everything, brother. Happy Easter, you know, happy hour, Godspeed, God everything. Love talking to you, you know, love listening to you and the callers. It's just, you know, heaven. And, you know. Well, Josh, it's been a ton of fun, my man. And you have been one of my loyal guys through and through, especially over this last year. I love your passion. I love your tweets. I love your support for my golf game. For the craps table, uh, for Syracuse. Josh, you're my dude, bro. You're my dude. Let me tell you something. 
That's far better holding a drink in your hand than a remote and seeing a game live and in person. I, I bet. Oh, Josh, you ain't kidding, man. It was a thing of beauty to be at Yankee Stadium uh-huh. yesterday. Even though the end result ended up being a nightmare, it was an absolute yeah. thing of beauty. Oh, listen. Um, you know, could you give my love to Larry? You know, the oh, absolutely. Friend? And listen, Josh, you're not yeah. going to be a stranger now. You're not going to no, be a stranger. You. You're on social media. I uh, you. I that's all I can on... say right now. Do not be a stranger. No, I found you on Twitter. On, hey, with listen, Simmons on, Josh, on the podcast. I'm in, bro. And listen, yeah. I got to be careful what I say here because, you know, I don't want to get into trouble. I'm going to be well-behaved here. I promised I'd be well-behaved. Listen, company, company's been great. Turn off who I love. I might have to break out my turn off impression later today. Now I can do it, you know. I mean, he's, he's, he's going off into the sunset in a couple months anyway. So if I break it out, whatever. He's probably going to say, it was terrible. Don't ever do it again. Are you an idiot? He's had my back from day one. Listen, I'm a 23-year-old kid walking in that fan. And you know what? He listened to my tape and said, this kid knows what he's doing. And never, never has Mark turned off told me, I got to talk about this, or I got to talk about that, and I got to be doing this. Never. He has never micromanaged my show. And as somebody who's on the air, you appreciate that, because there are program directors elsewhere who like try to stick their hand in the cookie jar saying, do this, do that, do this, do that. I ain't going to work for a boss like that. That's why Cherney and I have gotten along so well. He values me. Feelings mutual, my friend. Very mutual. And fans going to miss you. Instead of Staten Island, New York. The great Ira is up next on the fan. Ira! JJ, it's unbelievable. You just mentioned your audition. I remember driving home from work and listening and with Big Mike. You were on the air, and I'm listening to this kid talk. And said, man, this kid got something. I think Kim was on the panel that show. And uh, it's just, it's been an unbelievable run. I, I just can't believe it. It's almost 10 years. It's hard to believe. And you know what the best part of it is? We've talked football. We've talked sports. But I made a new friend. And Amen to friend. that, Ira. You're so right about that, bro. And listen, I say it to you all the time, and it's not BS. I grew up delivering newspapers listening to you and the big fella breaking down the Jets when you're out at Old Giant Stadium when it's 30 degrees. Then you start calling my show. Now I have a relationship with you, and that's what this radio station has done for me, my friend. Guys like you, guys like Robbie in Connecticut, the list goes on and on, that have become friends of mine, that are going to be a part of my life for the rest of my life, which is amazing. It, it really is. I feel blessed for that. I love the fan. Continue to listen to the fan. But, of course, it's going to have to subtract at least a little time because I definitely follow you wherever you go. Um, like I said, you got a bright future. I love it. And good luck to your Dolphins. The only thing, I just can't believe, Big Mike retired. I never got to talk about a Jet Super Bowl. Joe B. retired. We never talked about a Jets Super Bowl. And now you, at an early age, after 10 years, we still haven't talked about a Jets Super Bowl. Hopefully someday, before Evan retires, I'll get to talk to him about a Jets Super Bowl. Well, Ira, let me tell you something. I was talking about this with the great Mike Flugelman. Appreciate the call as always, my friend. Maybe I was the mush of the Jets. I started in 2011. 
In some ways, that's kind of when things started to go a little AWOL for the Jets. I don't know. I was talking about this with Beningo earlier. He says, no. He goes, bro, it's 50 years of history. It ain't you, kid. You know? And that was a terrible jail impression. Listen, I don't do impressions. It's not, it's not my thing. Giannotti has it down to signs. I, I don't. I have fun with them. You know? Like, I was trying to do Mike with Bill the other day, and it was just, it was terrible. Like, it was really, really bad. See, I can own when I do something at a subpar level. My turnoff impression, actually, I didn't think was terrible. Mike, oh, no good. No good. Let's head to uh, Valley Stream. Lane joins us. Hi, Lane. KJ. Yes, Lane. I want to wish you all the good luck into your next career career coming up. I've always listened to you. Thank you. I appreciate and that. I it means the world. Stuff. I mean, I, I'm just so surprised that the Mets extended um, Francisco Lindor's contract. You're surprised? Based upon what? Well, you know, I mean, wondering when the baseball season will start. I mean, I'm kind of upset. Yeah, listen, it's a buzzkill. I mean, if you're a Mets fan lane that they haven't played a game yet, I I don't disagree with that. What are you going to do, though? They're going to play at some point. They're going to play a ton of games, and you're going to be fine. Lindor's a rock star, by the way. Had an opportunity to talk to him earlier in the day. Rock star. Like him a lot. I've always liked this game, but he's going to be A-OK in New York. A-OK, trust me on that. I'll talk a little bit more in detail about that. I can't, I can't right now. You know, Got to be careful. Let's head to uh, Cranford, New Jersey. Peter joins us. What's up, Peter? Hey, how's it going, JJ? Just want to Peter, I'm doing said. well. What's up, dude? I'm a huge fan of you. I, it sucks to see you go, but uh, I'm definitely going to be listening to your podcast. Just about every time I can. Um, Thank you. Listen, I appreciate that. I appreciate the support. And, you know, uh, people wonder, oh, you know, is it easy to find us? And you'll be a-okay. Trust me. I'm going to be a-okay. You guys are going to be a-okay. And that is the beauty now of the world that we live in, my friend, you know? Yeah, I'm super excited to hear whatever you put out. Um, Thank you. I've been a huge fan of you on the fan. um, And I can't wait. I want to get to uh, some dolphins with you, though. Um, Pitts and Chase are available to you at six. Your Greer or Flores, who are you taking? That is a great question, Peter. Pitts or Chase? I'm probably taking Chase. But I am, let me put it this way. I'm taking Chase. If they end up going with Pitts, it's not going to bother me. Does, Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I think I'm the same way, but opposite. So you're in on uh, pits. Listen, you know Brian Flores comes from the New England Patriots and saw right. for years the advantage of an offense that has two dynamic, diverse tight ends. You right. adding Pitts and putting him alongside Mike Gesicki dramatically changes the complexion of the offense. Now listen, Peter, I think Chase is going to be a Beast in the NFL. He's physical. He can go up and get it. He's got good hands. The guy was the number one receiver on a team that had Justin Jefferson. Let that sink in for a minute. Justin Jefferson, who beasted, beasted for the Minnesota Vikings. They played in college at LSU. Chase was better. Now, does that mean Chase is going to be a can't-miss NFL player? There's no such thing. He's got to show it on the field. He's got to do it. But the talent is absolutely there. Playmaker for me with the Dolphins is what I want because I want to give my guy Tua 
And hopefully the Chua Herbert take does not go down as like JJ's worst take on the history of the radio station. Just throwing it out there. I'm trying to like whisper it out of my system. Or maybe put a little kibosh on it. Herbert was really good last year. I got to own that. I got to own that. It's one year though. It's a read-react world. It's one year. Instead of New Windsor, New York, Todd joins us. What's happening, Todd? JJ, good evening. Just want to say, when I heard you for the first time about 10 years ago in that fan phenom contest, I said to myself, I'm not the greatest judge of talent, but when I heard you, I said, this guy's going places. I said to myself, my God, it's Mad Dog Russo reincarnated. He's got the passion. He's got the chops. I said to myself, he's going to be good. And I've been listening to you all these for the last several years. Called you a couple times. I sent you a couple of tweets, and you did a marvelous job. You had to pay your dues. You did it. I'm wish I can only wish you the very best in your new endeavor, and um, and all the best to you. Thanks a lot, JJ. You take care. Todd, appreciate the call. Well said, my friend. Appreciate that. Love good sentiments, my way. Well, who doesn't? You know, man, this is weird. It's like this is your life, John Jastrzemski, and you're 33 years old. It's a little weird. I'm not gonna lie. It's a little weird. But I'm grateful. I'm getting this opportunity with you guys one last time. And again, I thank the company for that. I really do. Instead of Jersey, Frank joins us. What's up, Frankie? Hey, Jay. Frank, baby. What up? You're killing me, buddy. I can't believe you're leaving, man. I've called you a number of times late night, and uh, it, it sucks you're leaving. I, I, you're going to have to explain it to me, man. I got a couple things for you real quick, but where the heck are you even going? You're going to a podcast? What do I, do I have to download an app? What, how do I no, it's very simple. Now, I can't, Frank, for legal purposes. Are you on Twitter? I'm going to have to be now. Well, listen, search my, it's very simple. You search my name tomorrow, you're going to be easily able to find my next move. I just can't get into the specifics right now due to legal purposes. Otherwise, I'd gladly tell you, but I don't want to get into trouble, you know? Just, just like that last caller, though, man, I thought for sure that you were, uh, and you have been, man. You're, you're the new mad dog, and... I love you, and I and I love Evan. And Evan's not allowed to talk sports anymore with Carton. I mean, you know, they they have their, you know, whatever their show is, and there's no sports. I got no sports anymore on FAN. So I, I got to find you wherever you go. But, well, Frankie, uh, listen, the, I can uh, promise you this: time, it's going to be very easy to find me. I promise you that, Frankie. Very easy. Well, we we all we all love you, man. Thank you for everything. Frankie, love you too. Appreciate the call. Very easy. Again, I gotta I gotta be careful here. Be nice. Be well behaved. Tomorrow. Promise you, tomorrow. Tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. And then we get into specifics. Even though, you know, it's like the worst kept secret out there. But, you know, uh, again, I'm walking on eggshells here, folks. I'm walking on eggshells. Best of luck, John Jastrzemski. We're going to miss you. Be well. I'm Rich Ackerman, and that's what's happening. Listen to WFAN anytime, anywhere. Download the Odyssey app and favorite us today. And if you have a smart speaker, just say, play WFAN. John Jastrzemski. First class, Rich Ackerman. First class. And by the way, our guy Tommy Lugers has got to get us a dinner date one of these days. That needs to happen. Tommy, Ack, JJ, Rosie, have you been to Lugers yet? I mean, I have been to Lugers in my life. You have been. All right, listen, there are some who have never been, which, by the way, is an absolute sin if you like steak. That is an absolute sin. You know, if you don't like steak, if you like steak, and you don't find your way to Peter Lugas, shame on you. Shame on you. But it's JJ After Dark, John Chastrzewski, a little Friday. Late happy hour, keeping you company for the next three hours. 
right here on the fan. Get aboard at 877-337-6666. And, you know, I, I was thinking about the most memorable night I was on the air, for better or worse. There are a couple that come to mind. And I'm sure for some of you guys who have been with me nine, nine and a half years, whatever the case may be, you might have shows you remember more. I'm going to give you like three. The day Chase Utley slid into Ruben Tejada, I will never forget it. Because I knew going into the show, it was a Saturday night overnight, I was going to be the bad guy. I just knew because I thought it was a good baseball play. I felt terrible for Ruben Tejada, but I knew full well, listen, that were a guy on my team, I'd want him to do the exact same thing. And I remember fighting and yelling and screaming at Mets fans for like four or five hours. And I was like exhausted after the end of the show, but I was like, man, that was awesome. (laughs) That was awesome. So that is show number one that comes to mind. All right, we have our first guest. I have no idea who it is. Please enlighten. Who do we got? Well, you sat next to me at a Yankee game once a few years ago, more than a few years ago, and I think I actually judged, I was a judge at Fantasy Phenom once, but I don't think I was a judge at yours. I can't remember. No, I don't uh, think so, Mr. Sweeney Murdy. How the hell are you? What's happening? I'm good, JJ. I, 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 I forget whose audition I was a judge with. It was me, Tronoff, and Eric Spitz. At the Westchester Mall. That probably wasn't you, right? No, because I started at Menlo Park. Then okay. I found my way to Stout right by Madison Square Garden. Oh, yeah. And then we wrapped up the show, of course, Bar A. The judges swing the year I did it, it was Greg Sussman, Kim Jones, and Omar Minaya. And I felt terrible for Omar because he was just Gary, getting roasted the Sussman. entire day. You mean Gary, Gary Sussman? No, Greg Sussman, who preceded me. Uh, doing oh, fantasy oh, oh, right, right, Okay, gotcha. First winner, correct. I was thinking, yes. I was thinking that Gary used to be with the Nets. Wow, yeah, that's a pretty eclectic group right there. That's fantastic. Well, look at you. Look where you've been all the way from, from fantasy phenom, moving up the rounds to the big spot on FAN, and now moving on. I mean, couldn't be prouder of you. Happy for all your success. You've been, you're, you're kind of this, this voice of, you're a refined voice of the of the fan that calls in every day. You know what I mean? Like, you have all the same passion, but you figured out how to channel it into something that people want to hear and need to hear, and every night you're bringing something good to the table. And I'm very happy for all your success. I just want you to know that I ha- I, one of my little bucket list things now at this point, I haven't actually made a bucket list, but I kind of think this should be on it. Like, I am very capable of, of sitting in on a panel of the rewatchables. So I can, you, uh, I can, I can try to pull a couple of strings there. Do you, does Sweeney Murdy have a movie of choice that he is well, super passionate about? I'll tell you, the ones that they haven't done yet, um, I was just thinking about that. Two that they haven't done yet, as far as I know, that I think are kind of near the top of my list would be The Untouchables, which I, I don't know why they, why they don't, haven't done that one yet. Um, if you have seen any of my, my Zoom rooms from home, whether you're watching SNY or MLB Network or whatever, there is an Untouchables movie poster right over my shoulder uh, in that. And the other one is, which is real, I just thought of this again probably last week when I was, I was texting with uh, – Adnan Burke from MLB Network about it um, is Quiz Show, 
which is a phenomenal movie from the same year as Pulp Fiction. And I actually and have to plead ignorance on this one, Sweeney. I love The Untouchables. I've never seen yeah. that movie. You've now given you me a you, homework assignment the next couple of weeks. You've never seen Quiz Show? Nope. Yeah, you know what Quiz Show is? Oh, dude, it's fantastic. It's about the game show scandal of the, I guess it was the late 50s. And it's based on a true story. Um, Robert Redford directed it. Um, and it is riveting. And I, I will leave you with this. This is my one thing. I think that it is, there are a lot of parallels between that movie and the steroid scandal in baseball. Ooh, and okay. I would be happy to discuss it with you after you've seen the movie. Well, Sweeney, I'm looking at the cast right now. Totoro, Hank Azaria, yep. Christopher yep. McDonald. I'm in. Yep. I'm in. Yeah. I just got to find it on one of these streaming services. That's all. Yeah, I'm not sure where it is. Well, I tell you what, I got a DVD of it too. Well, uh, we, we can figure out it. Well, odds are I will hopefully, God willing, see you at the stadium one day this summer. Yeah. And mark my words, mm-hmm. that will happen. And Sweeney, I got to tell you, I never told you this. You came on, you probably don't even remember. You came on my college radio show when I was in Syracuse. I was probably no, I 20, that, no. 21 years old. Reached out to you. You couldn't have been nicer. You gave us 15 to 20 minutes. That was a thrill for me. I'm like, holy smokes. I'm talking to Sweeney. Mike <laughs> and the Mad Dogs Yankee guy. I'm getting to talk to him on the air, and he's awesome, and he's giving us all this great information. And I never thanked you for that, Sweeney, personally. It means the world to me. Hey, as long as you stayed awake, that's all that counts, right? We're hey, good. listen. Yeah, I-, I was A-OK on that front. That I can guarantee you. I was A-OK. No Sweeney, thank you for checking in. I love you, buddy. All right? JJ, best of luck to you. I hope uh, I can't wait to hear what what you're going to bring to us, and uh, I will be listening. And uh, yeah, put in a gill, a good word for me with the boss on on an episode of the rewatching. Well, listen, he is very, very receptive. I can guarantee you that. That is the great <laughs> right. Sweeney Murdy, our guy, our Yankee pre-post insider, man of many talents. I mean, he's kicking ass on SNY all the time. Sweeney's the best. Sweeney's the best. And you remember, guys, who pay it forward to you. When you're coming up to the business. And I, listen, I don't want to toot my own horn. I mean, if there's one night I could do it, it's probably tonight. But I'm one of these guys. You ask me to come on your show, I'm going to come on your show. I mean, just don't ask me to come on for two hours. But you want me to come on 15, 20 minutes? I'm happy to do it. Kate will look at me sometimes. She's like, who are you talking to right now? I'm on, I'm on some, uh, some podcast. I'm on some show. I live for that stuff. Because people paid it forward to me. I want to do it the other way. Let's head to Washington Heights. The great Hector is up next on the fan. Hi, Hector. JJ, how you doing, bud? Hector, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. An honor for me to be able to get on on your last night, JJ. I am going to miss you on here. I am definitely going to try to look you up, like some have said. Well, Hector, I can give you uh, a little good news without uh, getting myself into trouble. Uh, I had an opportunity to talk to somebody that you're going to be a big fan of this year. And I think you're going to well, want to hear that. Just saying. I, I caught the hint earlier on. I caught the hint earlier on when you dropped the name. I'll leave it alone. All right, there we go. That way I don't get into trouble. We leave it at that. I like that. There you go, Hector. Hector, you're a better poker player than I am, let me tell you. Much better <laughs> poker player than me. To be honest with you, I, I don't play poker at all. That's the funny thing. But I'll say why. I, I know you got a lot of people to talk to. I don't want to be on too long, but I want to thank you because you, along with Tony Page, helped me become a caller of the fan to become comfortable. You guys always gave me time. 
You know, it was the overnight, whatever it is. But but I enjoyed it, and I always like talking to you. I'm going to miss it. I'm still hoping that some way, somehow, we get to have a beverage at a Yankee game, Yankee-Mets game. I'll be in the subway series. Well, Hector, not for nothing. Are you on Twitter? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't really, you know. I well, no, no, no. But here's what you need to do, Hector. Hector, here's what you need to do. Get your ass on Twitter. Hit me up when you're at a Yankee-Met game, and hopefully I'm there. And the first round of drinks is on me. I, I, I really think it's as simple as that, Hector. Simple as that. Okay. We'll do, we'll do. I, I am on there. I believe I do follow you. I don't follow too many people, but I do follow ah, you. There we go. I made the cut. That's nice to know. I'm glad I made the cut. That, that Excellent. I do like, I respect. So I'll definitely do that. Um, and like I said, I will be looking you up, looking you up. It's just sad to me that someone who actually enjoys sports is leaving the number one sports station. And there's still guys on here that I think don't really enjoy talking sports that maybe should be going to get a podcast. But it is what it is. It is what it is. It's a good move for you. I wish you all the success in the world. And like I said, thank you. Thank you for the time, like always, and all the best, man. Hector, love you, buddy. Love you. Hector is one of my loyal guys. And there's so many. There's so many. I, I, I can't even begin to describe the list of regulars. And the great part about bouncing around, and I always hated when I heard this like narrative that Oh, the overnight callers, they're overnight. No, that's such a bunch of BS. Now, listen, there's some guys who I, I, I get that narrative on. There are plenty who are not, who are actually excellent callers. That's the way I see it. They're good callers. And you just got to get it out of them. That's the key. Got to be able to get it out of them. Some can do that. Well, others cannot. Let's to the base side. Mike joins us. What's happening, Mike? Hi. JJ, I'm a big fan. I appreciate all your sharp side picks and analysis and not just going with sucker side. I've spoken to you a couple of times. Good NFL picks out of each other. Much love and respect. Um, and I had a couple of like, just comments and I have a question. Mike, Mike Francesa kind of anointed you. He doesn't anoint a lot of people, so you're special in my eyes because of that specifically. And also in the radio business, a lot of times when people are making a move, vertical, horizontal, whatever, they just say, there's the door, get out. And they didn't do that to you, which makes you think you could come back whenever you want. And my, well, and Mike, listen, question. I can tell you this. I can tell you this. As fired up as I am for my new venture, and I am super fired up about it. I can't wait to hit the ground running. I got so much stuff cooking. My, my mind is like working a million different directions. And I think it's really going to fire me up. Not that I need any motivation, but there are some things that I've heard. There are some things that I've said that is bulletin board material. And I am looking forward to shoving it in people's faces in a couple of years when things go a certain way. I can guarantee I will do that. I'm, I'm going to be a good sport. I'm going to take the high road. Okay. But when the time comes, I will, I will speak when I need to speak. Um, the company has been great. I mean, they let me out of my contract. They did not need to do that. They have supported me. They've put me on the air for the last nine years. So from that standpoint, listen, I'm getting to talk to you right now when I've agreed yeah, to a deal. That's first down. class. Uh, I'm not, not going to ask you for like a step-by-step -step thing how to get to where you are. <laughs> but let me ask you, with the NFL, who do you think are some of the bounce-back teams? I'm thinking um, the Rams and the Pats. Well, it's tough to put the Rams. Hold on a second now, Mike. It's tough to put the Rams as a bounce-back team when they were in the divisional round of the playoffs last year. 
Yeah, but not a Super Bowl. I, 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 no, I, no, 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 no. But that's that's not the definition I'm looking for. Patriots, yeah. sure. You want to put them in there if you believe in their quarterback, be my guest. It is all about, to me, teams that maybe had a tough schedule, maybe had some bad injury luck, maybe had some things go against them, and had a poise to bake through You know, the following year. I'll give you a team. The Cowboys are a good bet. The Niners potentially could be a good bet. Cowboys because they're in a weak division. Niners because they got a lot of talent. Now, Niners got to figure out, all right, who's their young quarterback? Is Garoppolo coming back for another year? I think he's going to, and that's going to be weird, and it's going to be awkward, and it's going to be a little bit unfair to Jimmy G, but that's the way it goes. He's making a ton of money. They got a win now team. They're saying, you know what? We might get better at the quarterback position. We made a move. They're taking a quarterback at three. They didn't give up what they gave up to the Miami Dolphins to, you know, go and take Devontae Smith. That ain't happening. Let's head to Long Island. My main man, Jimmy. What up, Jimmy? I want to wish you a happy Easter, you and your family. I appreciate that, Jimmy. It's very kind of you to say. Thank you. Okay. Um. When, when sports stopped with the COVID, a lot of people in your business, a lot of people in your shoes stopped also, but you didn't. You rose to the occasion. And I, I think I think your best shows by far when there was no sports. I, I really do. I mean, Jimmy, that is, what- that is incredible for you to say because, and I appreciate you being a part of many of those, and you were a loyal listener, and you're a loyal caller, and you've been with us for years, my friend, but... Those were some of the most challenging shows I've ever had to do in my years of being on the air. Because, you know, Jimmy, listen, for me and topics and what we're going to discuss, it's not rocket science a lot of the times. You know what's going on with the Yankees. You know what's going on with the Mets. You know what's going on around the NFL. Like, that's, dude, I I could roll out of bed and do five hours on any of those days, especially in September and October. We had to go through basically four months Without having live sports on, it took some creativity. It required some great teamwork. Fleegs was awesome. Bob was awesome. Rosie was awesome. The guys I worked with put in the time. We had some fun segments. You guys killed it with your calls. And Jimmy, we found a way to get through, bro. We found a way. It, it was it was a lot it was a lot of fun. I'm definitely going to uh, you know check you out. I'm definitely going to be part of it. Um, Not a boy. I, I might have to get a young girlfriend. You know to, to help. Uh, listen, I was going to say a young girlfriend. Uh, 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 you know, young whatever. Do what you got to do, Jimmy. Do what you got to do. Uh, and, and I would actually literally, I would literally talk you through how to do it right now, but I'd get myself into trouble. So I'm not doing that. But Jimmy, I, I, you, you, I, I, trust I, me on this. You will be able to find me. If you can search patience. my name, you, you will be able to find me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you a football question, and then I'm gonna see you at the parade in October. Um, there could be ten offensive players, the first ten picks, four receivers, four quarterbacks, and two offensive linemen before a defensive player gets taken. Do you see that the same? Do you see that the same way? And uh, um, have you ever seen that before? And uh, I'm gonna say good night and uh, great show, and and bless you. Jimmy, love you, pal. Appreciate the call. I'm sure we can find an example of a draft like being loaded with offensive players and offensive players galore for seven or eight or nine picks. 
This year it happens to work out that way. There's not an all-world edge rusher that usually goes very, very high. It's not to say there aren't good defense players in the draft, but a lot, you got a lot of quarterbacks going early. One, two, and three will all be quarterbacks. It is possible another quarterback goes in the top ten. And then you got all these wide receivers, you know. They're going early. Loaded. Loaded offensive draft. I said at Bedford, Tommy Jones says, hi, Tommy. JJ, what's up? Uh, Tommy, what's up, buddy? What's going on? Congratulations. I'm going to miss you, man. I enjoy listening to you very much. I appreciate that, Tommy. Very kind of you to say. Two questions. Um, one, on your golf game. You always mention your golf game on the air a little well, bit. Well, it's terrible. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll cut to the chase, Tommy. It's not very good. And I will be with Beningo tomorrow on the Great Terry. Don't expect good things. Just throwing that out there. Don't expect much. Best score you ever had? Uh, when I played out of my mind, I shot a 95. Good for you. I broke 93 one time. I've been playing for But I can years. tell you this, Tommy. That was the result of me playing basically four days a week, being in the zone, being in the groove, making every putt known to man. And listen, that is also me taking my uh, mulligan per nine, which is the uh, Paul Rosenberg, John Jastrzemski special. But listen, you need a breakfast ball every now and again, man. We all stink, you know? Like, I want to have a decent time of it, you know? No, that's great. Um, Hey, 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 and that comes from playing a lot, too. It's the only way you get better. But you know what, though, Tommy? I haven't played a lot now, and it's been a disaster the last, like, two months. So, listen. Get the weather nice, get me out of the house, and away we go. Golf game will be back. Hey, the in- I want to ask you this. The interviews you've done, uh, I want to ask you, not your favorite interview, one maybe where you pinched yourself and you said, hey, I can't believe I'm interviewing this guy right now. Uh, I, got, I got the answer for you, Tommy. That's a great, great question. It is at City Field. Kim Jones and I were doing the shows for Mike for the Subway Series. And great story. I'm taking the train. My producer, the great Tommy Lugauer, he's running late. I don't know. He's probably putting neon on or doing his hair. Who the hell knows? Mocking me for wearing nice, you know, J. Crew shorts and boat shoes. Yeah, I wore J. Crew shorts and boat shoes to cover a Yankee Met game. I looked good. It was 98 degrees. Got news for you, bro. I wasn't wearing pants. Nah, not interested. But I'm there early. I'm waiting for him for the seven train. I'm like, where is this kid? Who walks by me? Jeff McNeil. And we're shooting the breeze. We're having fun. I mean, McNeil, really good guy. I'm like, listen, really nice to meet you. Little did I know he'd end up coming on the show later that day. But Tommy was furious. He was like, I can't believe I missed McNeil because I'm not a Met fan. He's a diehard Met fan. He would have got the picture. He would have done the whole bells and whistles, the whole routine. But the pinch myself moment for me was when Paul Neal came into the booth because that's my guy. You know, listen, there are a lot of guys I've met, athletes, super, super awesome guys. Some not so much. For O'Neal to be awesome, give us a great interview, take the picture afterwards, I was like, that was pretty damn cool. Just interviewed Paul O'Neal. So, not too shabby. 824, we got a lot more to do before we say goodbye at 11 o'clock. It's JJ After Dark, John Zastrzemski right here on The Fan. Get aboard at 877-337-6666. And I told you I was actually going to mix some elements of sports in. Corey Kluber, pitcher tomorrow, very intriguing.
Very interesting. New York's fan, Sports Radio 829 here on this Friday evening. It is JJ John Zostrzemski. We're right here on the fan. So we have guest number two on the line. I have no idea who it is. Who do we got? JJ, my man. Wow. Who's, who do you, you don't know it? You don't no, this point? is the outs. No, no, no. I, I, I know who this is. This is the outstanding beat sideline. Uh, member of the best broadcast team in America, Mr. Steve Kelves. What's up, buddy? How you doing, pal? I am very surprised by this. I, I, you know, listen, right now you don't have baseball to watch. Uh, you're waiting for your first broadcast. I thought the best broadcast team would end up getting opening day. And now you're just going to be doing what over the next few days, Kelves? Please share. Well, good things come to those who wait. That's the way I look at this whole thing. And, uh, you know, over the next couple of days, just enjoying the family a little bit. I got to get my car fixed. If you actually, it's kind of bookending everything, right? Because last year, at the end of the season, my car broke down the last couple of weeks. And then my car has an issue again right now. So I got an extra couple of days to fix that. But this isn't about me. It's not about me, JJ. This is about you. And, you know, I got to tell you. Normally, I get very upset when your producer, Paul, gives me a ring and says, will you come on with J.J.? And I say, no, I've I've known J.J. for over a decade. Let him call me himself. Today, he surprised you on your final night on the fan. I was was happy. I was thrilled to take the call. Wow, you were actually happy to get a text from Paul Rosenberg. And, Gelbs, you hit on something there that the audience may not be aware of. Steve Gelbs and I go way back, folks. Way back. I'm not just talking I know Steve because he works at SNY and I do some stuff at SNY. No, 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 no. Steve Gelbs and I go way back to our Syracuse days. And Gelbs, do you remember my junior year and your senior year when I maybe got in a little hot water at the radio station because I was making sure that I was doing at least one show with two guys who are absolute studs, you and our mutual friend, the great Eric Rothman, and basically said, I'm going to be a renegade. I'm bringing my guys, and let's do a damn show. It was a big problem. It was a really big problem, I remember that, because you you had, I mean, you were the star over there. We all knew this was coming. You had your own show on Z89. What was it, once a week on the weekends? You were the only guy I knew that the weekend still brought the energy, and you convinced, you said, you know what, I don't have my partner this week. I'm not bringing anybody on who works at this station. I'm going to bring on Steve Gelbs and Eric Rothman. And that, I don't remember exactly what happened, but I remember you got in a lot of hot water, but you stuck to your guns. You said, these are my guys. You're a loyal guy. And that's why, again, I don't care. Even if I had a game tonight, there's no way that I was not exiting that broadcast to talk to you on WFAN one final time. Well, that is why you are the best, and it's amazing to think about the fact, bro, that we've known each other over a decade, and that you have been doing this Met job now. <sighs> what are we closing in on, Gelb? Seven years? Eight years? So, yeah, so I was talking about this with someone the other day, and this year, when I'm done with this year, I will be a part of this broadcast for the same amount of time that KB was for for Kevin Wow, Kevin. KB. KB started his first year was 2007, and he went through to 2014. But that year, 2014, I did 55 games. So I was, I was a part of the broadcast, but not full-time, full-time. 
and uh, took over in 2015. So this is going to be year seven full time, but year eight overall, which is it's crazy. It really it, listen. It feels like just yesterday that I was a part of that. It feels like just yesterday that you were where were you at uh, at Bar A trying to get onto WFAN, and uh, it feels like the day before yesterday that we were sneaking into the radio station that we didn't belong to to uh, to do a show at Syracuse. Time flies. Gelsey, I cannot wait for the time that our dude Bruce Springsteen gets back on tour and he's jacked and it doesn't matter that he's 70-something years old. He looks like he's 45. And I have a feeling that the Bruce reunion tour, whenever that may be, we may have to get the band back together and hope that it is after baseball season so I can hear you screaming your lungs out one more time. I need that, bro. I need that. We'll make it happen even if it's during. I hope it's during baseball season. I hope it's outside. It's nice. And, you know, I just take it easy the next couple of days on the broadcast after it's done. You know that my first commitment is always to going all out at those Springsteen concerts. By the way, when I saw that you got this, this new gig, I wanted to congratulate you by posting a picture of the two of us from the Philadelphia Spectrum back in, what, 2009, maybe, when we went to see Bruce. And I found an old picture of the two of us, and then I said, you know what? This wouldn't be good for either of us for it to be public. Oh, baby. Yeah, really, Pitt State, sweating like crazy. Uh, yeah, You know what, Gelbs? I think you especially, you are a man now that is easily identifiable across the boroughs, especially <laughs> the New York Mets fans. Yeah, you probably made a wise decision. Thank you for calling in, bro. I love you. <laughs> I hope to see you at the ballpark at some point this year. All the best to you, your wife. Beautiful kid. Love you, dude. Same to you, brother. Love you. Couldn't be happier for you. Congratulations. Enjoy the last night, and uh, and good luck with everything moving forward. You're the best. That is the great Steve Gelves, part of the best broadcast team in baseball. Gary, Keith, Ron, and my man Steve. You know, Steve and I go way back, folks. Way back. Pretty crazy. Couple of uh, Syracuse kids doing their thing in the media business. What else is new? What else is new? We head to Syosset. The great Anthony is up next. He's on the fan. Hello, Anthony. How you doing, JJ? Anthony, I'm doing fine. It's good hearing your voice. How are you? I've been listening to the entire uh, the entire broadcast tonight, and I think that each caller, you know, with everything they say. It speaks volumes to the career and the impact that you've made on this station. Um, I do, or or there were a few things I was picking up with a few calls, some misconceptions, so to speak, that I want to speak out on, maybe my own personal opinion. And if I get you in trouble, by all means, you and Rosenberg can, can, you know, cut me off. I think that would be a hilarious way for my last phone call to you on WFN for it to go. But I, I do feel it needs to be said. Now, you know me. I love this station. I grew up on this station, like, like everybody listening right now, like you, like your producers, the whole thing. Um, we all know that this is not the same station it was from when we grew up. And in many ways, it's not even the same station from, you know, five, six years ago. So when I hear people calling you over these last two hours and saying that they don't understand why a person as passionate as you who loves sports the way you love sports and all that being true, why you would leave the station. I think they have to understand something, you know, after you go after today, 
if the Giants and the Cowboys are are gearing up for some big divisional game on a Sunday and it's Friday it's at 5.30 or 6 o'clock and I want to call up and talk about it, what am I going to do? Am I going to call a show that has a TikTok kit on? Or if the Knicks are making a playoff run, am I going to call a show where, where one of the hosts would rather be doing a show on CNN? Or if the Yankees are making a run for the World Series, am I going to call a show where one of the hosts has been doing the same terrible Francesca imitation for three years. So these people have to understand that in life, any successful person will tell you that their success came down to choices and came down to the ability to adapt. So I'm going to tell you right now, this is the last time I'll be speaking to you on WFAN, but I will be following you to the ringer on the Spotify app available on iTunes and Google Music. Well, now, Anthony, Anybody you are now that. at a point where you're going to get me in a world of trouble. I love you. I appreciate the call. God bless you. I, I'm not going to comment on a lot of the things that you brought to the table. Here's what I do know. You've been a great part of the show. You've been a great part of the fabric here, and I thank you for that. I thank you for that. Let's head to Kingston. Chris joins us. Hi, Chris. Hi, JJ. I'm glad I got to call you on the last day. Um, I'm all set up for Spotify. Um, I can search your name, and I can see you and Bill Simmons talk about yesterday. I guess you're on, you were on there for like an hour and a half, so I'm all set up for that. I right, listen, I, and I, I can't uh, thank you. I appreciate your support. I can't say anything more, Chris, because of, you know, what's going on here. But thank you. Thank you. How will we contact you personally, like messages? like uh, Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, I'm around, bro. Listen, okay. I think for anybody who – listen, let me – I'm glad that you brought this to my attention, Chris. I am very accessible on Twitter and on Instagram. I don't read every single tweet. I read a lot of tweets. I read a lot of Instagram messages. You get to me, I will get to you. So I know some of you don't want to get on Twitter. You don't want to get on Instagram. But if you do, you're going to be able to talk to me basically whenever the hell you want. Okay, I'll do that, definitely. And this is the last night I listened to WFAN. I'm going to listen to you all the time now. So you're the best. And um, I'm going to last city tomorrow for the weekend. And I still have that Gonzaga ticket I've been telling you about the last few months since I went there on Thanksgiving. So that's a $320 ticket. So I hope that I cash out on that. And as far as gambling, you're right. Baseball is a hard sport to gamble. I'll never gamble baseball. It's impossible. You know, you get no good value. And every time you think you're going to win a game, the pitcher always messes you up or the bullpen guy, they they don't hit. So I might just stick to NBA tomorrow night. I don't know what else to bet, but – I would not get near baseball sports betting on that. And can I say a couple, two more things? I think of all the teams that you root for, the one team that you want to win more than anybody, any team is Miami Dolphins. Uh, you would be right about that, Chris. You, you, would, you would be a 1,000% right about that um, because I've never seen them win. Uh, I feel like it's a badge of honor for me to be a Miami Dolphins fan. You know, like it makes me different. It's very, very unique. Um, so from that standpoint, Chris, yeah, I've seen, I love the Yankees. I was giddy to be back at opening day. I was fired up to watch, you know, Garrett Cole do his thing. I've seen him win five times. I can't imagine, can't imagine what it would be like for me to experience a Dolphins Super Bowl. One day, kick and dream. That only game is something I'm never going to forget. A show that I did. I'll tell you another one I'm never going to forget. Game five after the Yankees beat the Indians. 
First time the Yankees won a playoff series in like five years, which in Yankee years felt like a eternity. And coming on the air after Didi hit two home runs against Corey Kluber, who's actually going to be starting for the Yankees today or tomorrow, whatever, against Toronto. I was at man. Like, coming on after those playoff games, like, there was a special buzz, energy about it. Um, I remember coming on the air after they lost to the Astros, game six. I was beyond crushed. I didn't want to do a show that night. <laughs> I didn't want to do a show. Actually, I was on, I screwed this up. I was on after the 17 Astros, game six and game seven. The following time they played the Astros, it was 2019. I did a show beforehand, and I remember this because Nikki Totoro came in the studio before. And we were feeling good. I had all the good vibes. I was like, the Yankees are forced in Game 7. It's going to be the Yankees and Cole with a chance to go to the World Series. Didn't happen. What can you do? Let's head to the Bronx. Robbie is up next on a fan. Hi, Robbie. Hey, JJ. First of all, I just want to say, you know, I don't know if you can talk about it, but I loved hearing my two favorite Double-lettered guys talked to Frankie Lindor today. Uh, I was badass. Listen, that's all I can say on it, Robbie, because, you know, it's a part of the new platform, and I was uh, pinch-hitting for one of the more talented broadcasters in the business. But, yeah, it was – Robbie, if you're a Mets fan, it was a must-have. Must-have interview. And a Yankee fan, for that matter. Because, listen, me and that guy you're referencing with a couple of initials, he's pretty damn cool. Yeah, so um, I just want to say thank you so much for – because uh, what you're doing, you know, um, I, you know, you, you got me through law school and the late nights of being a early lawyer. So I want to thank you for that. And I've always been too intimidated to ask to, to, to meet up with you at a game. But now, oh no, 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 Robbie. See, that's you. where you couldn't be more wrong. You are a guy who is a media savant. You will tweet me. You will Instagram me. You will tell me you are Robbie from the Bronx, and you're at a game that I'm at. We make it happen, bro. Please do not hesitate. Okay. I'm, because I'm people ask me all the time. Do you love running into people who listen to your show? And I say, absolutely, yes. Yes. Now, listen, if you say you hate my guts, I'm going to have a laugh over that. But then if you get abusive, I'm going to run the hell away because I ain't getting into a fight. I'm built like a twig. I'm not built to win fights, Robbie. You're a first-class guy. I'd love to meet you. That'd be great. It's okay. I'm built like a twig, too. We're not, we're not going to be fighting. So it's okay. There we go. We're not all so, wrestling anytime soon, I hope. So just want to say thank you so much. I, I, you know, I loved having a passionate Yankee fan with me. I remember calling you after that. Uh, game against Kluber, we were so excited, and I also remember calling you after Game Six and Game Seven, just so crushed. And then especially, it's just worse. Now, I'm fa- happy the Astros are finally getting what they deserve, you know, from fans. But I just want to say, I'm gonna be following your career everywhere, and uh, just good luck, man. Robbie, appreciate will- it, man. Appreciate that. Rosie, you in my ear right now? No. All right, good. I thought I heard something there with a little feedback, and I know we got a lot of craziness going on, so I wanted to make sure I was following directions and being well-behaved. But I appreciate that, Robbie. Very kind. Let's head to a story. Lou, what's up, Lou? Hey, JJ. How you doing? Lou, doing well, man. What's up, buddy? Listen, big guy. Happy Easter and you and your family. I've been listening to to the fan for, for 30 I don't, I don't think he was born yet. And I thought that, uh, as a matter of fact, I call you the Fernando Tatis of WFAN. And I said, this guy has a future here. You really, you really came out and told her like it is. You wasn't afraid. Uh, listen, let me ask you something. Will you be, I mean, you got to, listen, WFAN, you got to be happy that they gave you the opportunity. But you really went in there 
and you actually deserve to stay. Now, at any time in the future, if they ever ask you back, are the doors open? Uh, I hope so. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know when my career will be, though, Will, to yeah, be perfectly I honest you know, with you. I don't you. know if it's something I'm going to want. I don't know if it's something they're going to want. I can tell you this, though. Well, I think we're in a very good place. I do. Um, I'm very okay with the way I've been treated by the company. I hope the company, you know, I know this stuff gets complicated, um, but I have nothing but good things to say. And listen, I'll leave it on this note, Will. Never yeah. say never. That's what I'd say. This business is wacky. Things happen. Things change. I, I would say right now, on April the 2nd, 2021, never say never. Who knows? You're going to be missed. And listen, I, I, I've, been, I've been listening to the fans. It was, I was very young. Uh, I'm never going to stop listening to, you, to, to them, but I'm very disappointed to see you go. And I wish you nothing but the best, big guy. Take care. Louie, I love you, buddy. Appreciate the call. Louie and I, listen, we've had some passionate battles over the years. Whole lot of passionate battles. Where I've given Lou the business, he's done the same. Good give and take, though. That's what I want on my shows. You can take me to task. I'm a big boy. I can handle it. It's at a New York and Dan. What's up, Dan? JJ, I just wanted to wish you the best of luck. I've enjoyed listening to you and excited to see you go. But before I let you go, I have a question about Jay Bruce. Let's the guy's an automatic. The guy's an automatic out. How long of a lease do you think they give him before they call up a guy like Giddings or find someone else to play first base? Um, they're not going to be in a rush to say goodbye to Jay Bruce. They put him on this team. They have given him a big league contract, and it's one game. It's one game. Why? Because Jay Bruce had a couple of bad spring training at bats. If he looks shot, when Luke Voigt comes back, he will be gone. Voigt's back, what, mid-May? If he stinks and Bruce is hitting 150, he'll be gone. Let's head to the Bronx. Jeff joins us. What's up, Jeff? Hey, JJ. How you doing this evening? Jeff, doing well. What's up, buddy? Hey, um, I got a couple uh, – a good gambling story I think you'll enjoy. And then a quick question about the Mets bullpen, if you let me. But I just want to say you've always been great to your callers and to your, you know, your guests. And uh, even if people came up with things that you weren't – you know, I actually stumped you with uh, Trey Lance a few weeks ago. And, uh, you know, one time you read my question on air to uh, Jason Katz and I used the wrong – Initials for the guy and threw you off, and you've always follow you on Twitter and Instagram. So hopefully, you know you stay in, interacting with your fans. As you oh, listen, Jeff, you don't have to worry about that. If anything, there will be even more of it when you guys see me on Instagram saying, "Get this guy away from me! Get this guy away <laughs> from me on Twitter! He's going to turn into his social media lunatic." Jeff, you don't got to worry about that. All right, good. Let me share. It was funny. Uh, you had to call a few. Calls ago, bring up betting on baseball. And in 2008, I went to Vegas the first time during the Olympics in August. And I'm a diehard Mets fan. And, you know, we're coming off the 07 collapse. And it's like the middle of August. And, you know, we're battling with the Phillies for the first place and wild card kind of thing. And I'm at the sports book. And I hit five or six straight days of parlays betting on the Mets and against the Phillies. But I'll never forget. I'm there rooting because the Mets must have came back in a, in a game. And this older gentleman looks at me and he says, young man, baseball is nothing but numbers to me. I don't have a favorite team. I just want to root for the favorite or the underdog or whoever I bet. And I was like, man, you know, the diehard sports fan, that kind of hurt a little bit, you know. But, hey, at least I hit five out of six or six out of six on my days there in the parlor. Hey, you, know? you had a moment. That's the most important thing, Jeff. I appreciate all that love over the years. And listen. I'm a guy who roots for my teams. 
I also like the roof of my tickets. But that's why I'll never bet against my teams. Even if I feel like they're going to go down, I can't do it. Now, this guy is coming off an incredible run. And I know it's him because it actually popped up. And we have not talked in a long, long time on the air. The great James Alberino, the founder, the CEO, the main squeeze of Spread Investor. What's up, Spread? Brother, it's good to talk to you. and It's good to be back on the line with you, man. It's, I'm, I'm happy for you with everything with the ringer. And I have to get on with you one last time. Well, I appreciate that. First of all, James is now out in Las Vegas. Um, we did a year of television together. James, I can't tell you how many of these spots we did over the years. I mean, we're talking about hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of spots. And I told you this the other day off air. It's amazing how a reference from a mutual buddy of ours is how you and I were introduced to one another. Isn't that crazy to think about? Yeah, from 2016. Uh, yeah, it, it was, it was kind of crazy how the connection played out and, We've had so many of these conversations, man, a lot of times overnight, early in the morning, 4 a.m., 1 a.m., you know, crazy hours. So uh, it's been a fun ride, man. It sure has in many ways, though, my friend. As Chris Berman likes to say, we have only just begun. It's uh, end of a chapter. A new chapter awaits. I have a feeling you're going to be a very big part of that chapter. And listen, this station has brought me a whole lot, man. It's brought me an opportunity to do what I do. It has given me a platform to do what I do, and I've met some great people along the way. You're one of them, bro. And that's 100% true, and it's mutual, man. You know, we we started talking sports betting at a time that the media wasn't involved, and this was not really uh, acceptable to talk about, and a lot of people had their opinions of it. And, you know, I just want to say, man, with, with, uh, you know, those conversations – you know, those were always really, really good talks. And, you know, and the perspective that that you brought in the platform that you gave me to to share that with you and bring a different side to this industry. You know, you're talking five years ago. This is a different time with sports betting. So, uh, you know, I really do appreciate that, man. I mean, and, and all the, you know, the, the runs on it, you know, that Loyola Chicago run in 2018, the the Eagles run in, in 28, you know. The Eagles run, James, by the way, I think is our favorite mutual moment together. Celebrating the win over the Atlanta Falcons in the Grayson down on the Lower East Side. And do you remember this one, James? You and I sweating out a Broncos Chiefs Monday night game. I don't even remember what the wager we made together was. But I know we hit it, and we were tackling like schoolgirls and hyenas walking out of that place a couple of drinks deep after a win. There was a, there was a really big missed extra point, I remember. And, but I, I, what I remember most is complaining that we went on a Monday because they had a different chef and the food was terrible that night. <laughs> we, have only, we have to only come on Sundays for either brunch or, or, or late, late afternoon dinner. James. Thanks for checking in, bro. You are the best. We obviously will stay in touch. I will see you out in Vegas hopefully sooner rather than later. Congratulations once again, man. Enjoy. That's the great James Alberino, one of my longtime guests from SpreadInvestor.com. Spread's the best. He had a great run in the NCAA tournament. He's got a lot of things cooking right now, and he's right. We've been ahead of the curve on a lot of this stuff, and I'm very proud of that, by the way. I'm going to touch on that when we come back. we got a lot more to do. It's the final show. Where else would you rather be? It's JJ After Dark. One last time, right here on The Fan. John Justrinsky.
JJ After Dark, John C. Stremski, we're right here on the Fang. Get aboard at 877-337-6666. We heard from Sweeney. We heard from Steve Gelbs. And I believe guest number three is on the line. Who am I talking to? Put it this way. I'm the guy who you wish you went to my school, but instead you went to Syracuse. Wow, the great Frankie Ice. Wow, Paul Rosenberg pulling out the stops today. What's <laughs> up, Isola? How you doing, buddy? JJ, what's up? Congratulations. I was supposed to be on with you, I think it was like two weeks ago, and then you guys lied about the phone's not working. I mean, just no, 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 no. Frank, off. Frank, I, I love that you come on the air right out of the gate with material. The phones were down <laughs> for about an hour and a half. And actually, Frank, it was to the point where I was doing live Twitter Q&As because, <laughs> listen, nobody wants to hear me talk for an hour and a half. They get sick of that. So, I mean, you know, sooner or later, you know, you got to find a way to entertain, my friend. No, I give you credit because, you know, I do my radio show every morning at 7 because I know you're listening, 7 to 10 on NBA radio on Sirius, and I do with Brian Scalabrini. Well, I like the two of you, too. And when I'm up, I actually will have you guys on the time when the NBA season is hot. I ain't listening in the offseason. I'll listen to you. When when, when I got a big net Knicks series I saw, and I'm up now (laughs) playing golf, you're my guy now. That's it. Give, give, give me the time frame of when the NBA season is hot. Give me, what, is your, what is your definition of NBA season is hot? I'd like to oh, that. when the playoffs are going on, I'm into it. You know right. that. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's, a long, it's a long season. It but is a long hard season. To, but my point is, it's, it's not easy. You know, I've had to do it a couple of times by myself. It's not, uh, it's not easy to pull off, but obviously that's why you, they're paying you the big bucks. So you had a great run at FAN. I know that they, you know, they're happy with the job that you did there, and, congr- and you know, good luck on, on your next gig. I'm looking forward to it. And you, my friend, when did you become this like television superstar? I mean, listen, we know you had your run at SNY, but anytime I flip on a TV, it's around the (laughs) horn, the nets. Uh, I I, I don't even know what channel you're going to be on next. I know one channel they probably don't want you on, but that's a story for a different (laughs) day. Um, But uh, do you like the idea now of being Frank Isola, Frankie Ice? Daily News into Frankie Ice television personality. Well, I will say this. I don't – one of the best things you can learn in the English language is no, and I've never learned how to say that, so I do a lot of stuff. So the Nets asked me, and the people at the Yes Network are incredible. First of all, you know I'm going to compliment everybody. The people at the Yes Network are great, and my guys at uh, ESPN have been incredibly good to me as well. It's fun. Working for newspapers is tough. I enjoyed it. I, I loved covering a beat for all the years I did, and – a million years ago, I actually covered the Mets, which was tough for a couple of years. And obviously, I covered the Knicks for a long time. I enjoyed it. But covering a beat, there's nothing like that when you're, when you're writing. But doing the TV stuff has been, uh, has been a lot of fun. And doing the Nets. Listen, the Nets this year, it's incredible what they've done. Kevin Durant has played 19 games. They have the best, and the Nets still have the best record in the Eastern Conference. You're not one of these Harden, guys, though, I saw that's advocating for Harden to be the MVP, right? Whoa, 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 whoa. Now, wait. Now, wait a second. I criticized Jay. I did not like. I know you roasted him. You roasted him. I don't. I do not like the way that he handled his departure from Houston. I don't think being like showing up late for work and being out of shape. I don't like that. 
But since he's arrived in Brooklyn, he has absolutely carried the team. If he's not been amazing. Him, That's fair. It, but you it, can't it, reward it, him with an MVP after that first month, though. It counts for the year, Frank. Well, it wasn't really uh, – to be fair, it wasn't really a month. It was more like three weeks. And he still was playing in Houston. He still was performing. He was playing, if you want to call it playing. Uh, you want to call that playing for hard. Second, okay. So you have Embiid now supposed to come back tomorrow. LeBron has been out, right? I think Jokic. I think. I just said a Joker was going to be my choice, Frankie. That yeah. was my guy so right now. Thing. I would probably put Nikola Jokic first, Harden second at this point. But Harden has played. I'm telling you. I'll tell you what, too, JJ. And I always say this about James Harden. The guy, he's like an old school player. He's a single guy that enjoys, like you know, the, the trappings of being a single wealthy professional athlete, if you know what I mean. But when it comes to playing, he shows up all the time, and he loves to play. If if he's not playing, he's legitimately hurt. Now, he, is, he had the thing with his hamstring, so they held him out, but I think he will play on Sunday. The guy loves to play. Go look at, go call up basketballreference.com and look at the games played with James Hart. The guy shows up, and he plays. And, that's, and if not for him, he's the one that's carried them to this record that they have right now. He's the reason why they're in first place in the East. Frankie, before we say goodbye, who is the one team – Brooklyn wants no part of in a playoff series. Is it Philly because of Embiid? Yeah, you know, they haven't done a good job with Embiid. All of them have, like, a unique situation. Milwaukee's much better because of Drew Holiday. And Miami has been has not been good. COVID has a lot to do with it. But, you know, come playoff time, Eric Spolster has been through it before. His teams will defend, so they'll be really difficult. By the way, remember the time we hung out at the awards certainly when uh, Marv got the award at uh, HBO? I was saying, oh, that- remember we hung out that day? I remember it well. David Stern, uh, the late, great David Stern was there. Marv, you know, there's a picture, by the way, that I am furious about. The Syracuse people I saw, me, my now fiance Kate, and Marv Albert, that we were supposed to get. I have never seen that picture. I have no idea what happened to it. And I'll probably never see Marv ever again, you know, because we're never going to have any of these events ever again. So that picture, I saw it's lost at sea. So that memorable night never happened. How about last week? So it was a week or two weeks ago. I tweeted out something about Syracuse, like the broadcasting school there. And I called it a celebrity broadcasting school. All your people from Syracuse came out were killing me. Does anybody take a joke on Twitter anymore? What's going on? I can't make fun. Of, I've made fun of Ian Eagle, Noah Eagle, Rich Samini. I forgot to mention you. I would have made fun of you. I know you're an equal opportunity hater. I'm well aware of that. <laughs> my oh, my on. name's a little too long. That's why you probably couldn't throw it in a tweet. It's like Jastrzemski. <laughs> exactly. It's too long. But listen, listen I like your Syracuse hate, though, because we need guys my like you to, to balance out the guys hooting and hollering like me. No, no. I love My sister went there. I like Jim Beheim and uh, Red Autry, Agent Archie, who's an assistant coach. I'm so old, I covered him when he played at uh, Tolentine. I'm a big, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm all in on Syracuse. By the way, I want to just say this. I'm happy for you because you put in a lot of work. You've done a great job, and I hope uh, that you enjoy your next uh, journey in your career. You deserve it, so good luck to you. Frankie Ice, you're the best, bud. We'll talk soon, okay? All right, right, JJ, I'll see you soon. Frankie Isola. That was a surprise, Paul Rosenberg. I had no idea who you were going to pull out of the bag of tricks. That was a fun one. Gelb's a fun one. Sweeney a fun one. Frankie Ice, not too shabby. Instead of Kings Park. Our buddy Mark. What's up, Mark? Hey, JJ. Hey, just had to give a call, man. Um, congratulations. Looking forward to following you. Um, I remember the uh, first day that you were on the air, man. You and I spoke. 
think it was your first or second caller on, on WFAN in your career. Um, we were arguing about how uh, I thought that the Yankees signing of Brian McCann was a complete garbage signing, four years and $41 million. We disagreed. We went back and forth politely. I you were right about that one, by the way, Mark. I'll take an L on that one. I'll own it. I'll take an L on that one. Because <laughs> I love that signing when they made it. Full disclosure. I wanted McCann in the absolute worst way. And he wasn't a bad Yankee, Mark. He just didn't produce the way I thought he was going to produce. Right. So I'll give and you credit for right. that. You were right there. If you want you want a W, I'll give you a W on that, my man. I'm not looking for a W. I'm just saying, like, that's my memory. That's, like, my first memory of J.J. on W. Well, Mark, and, you know, when I think of you, I will never forget. This is a couple of years into my tenure at the radio station. You were at a Yankee-Blue Jay game with a buddy of yours. And me and my good buddy, the great C.J. Pepe, we're at the game. Severino got absolutely rocked. He gave up like five runs, six runs in the first inning, and the Blue Jays smoked the Yankees in 2015. But I remember we ended up meeting you down the third base line. A ball got smoked into our section. I found it and gave it to my buddy who had never gotten a ball at a game before. I remember that vividly. I I remember that I remember that vividly too. My buddy Dove, he uh, he was just he was just going at you pretty hard too, about because he's a big J, you know, he's a big J fan, and they were playing the Jays, which is why I was at the game actually. Uh, you know, not I don't go to Yankee games really very much, and you were like the nicest guy, man. Um, it was such a pleasure meeting you, man. Like I mean, it was just that that was truly like a great night, man. It was just I mean, the Yankees got their teeth kicked in. I got to meet you. Um, we had some great conversations, and yeah, I mean, that's a great memory, man. Um, and you know, I wish you nothing but the best. Uh, you're a first class guy. I mean, you're the best guy on WFAN right now. I'm not sure who's going to replace you as far as that honor goes in my mind. But um, yeah, I mean, you're going to be great at doing what you're doing. Whatever you decide to do in your life, man, you're very knowledgeable. Um, you have a great personality. You're obviously very passionate, like what you do. So it's not going to really matter what you do because of how you do it. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to seeing kind of what's next in your career. Um, and I did have one question though for you because we got to kind of keep the, you know the tradition going, talking about the Mets baseball, man. Um, it kind of bothers me that the uh, Mets obviously they're not going to be playing for the first three games, but like in the NBA, if like you can't feel the team, guess what? Like you get an L. Um, the Mets it kind of screws them over a little bit because it's unfortunate. Okay. Listen, no other way around it, Mark. It's unfortunate. I just don't know what you want baseball to do because there'd be a whole lot of teams in that exact predicament and you can't you know know for sure how exactly members of the washington nationals contracted covid were they being responsible were they not being responsible nobody knows things happen i think we all know that by now so right but they're not going to penalize teams like that they're just not going to do no but the difference though between like the nba and like major baseball for example is like you could do taxi squads no one could do taxi squads but you have like other players in your organization I mean, I'm not saying to go at it with, like, a, a complete, you know, minor league team here. But for the guys that actually were, like, in close contact with these players, great. Like, they don't play. That, that doesn't necessarily mean that the entire team shouldn't have to play. And for the Mets to be able to have to go, which is so stupid. I mean, we've talked about this at nauseum. Like, now we're also getting cheated out of six innings of baseball, too, because they're of the stupid seven innings. What's going to happen is we're going to be, like, in this bond that is unfortunate. We're going to be playing, like, ten games. In like six days, we're gonna have like you know, you know, gonna have like Corey Oswald like throwing these like batting practice 
home runs during a game because we need a starting pitcher. I mean, it's a little like ridiculous. And, like, yeah, Mark, listen, it's unfortunate. It's not ideal, but you know what? You're going to have a lot more adversity over the course of 162 games. If you're good enough, you'll make it work. I'm confident in saying that. If you're good enough, you'll make it work. Let's hit a patch, Alex. Steve joins us. Hi, Steve. Yeah, what's up, JJ? Steve, what up, buddy? How we doing, man? Uh, I'm gonna. You're gonna be missed. My, uh, you know, it's tough being a Dolphin fan out here in uh, New York, Long Island. You know, I'm. Uh, I enjoyed listening to you over the years and at night. And um, you know, you said yeah, you can't wait to see the Dolphins in a championship game. Um, I witnessed it a couple times as a kid and as an adult. And when I seen them lose to San Francisco, it does hurt to the core. I still have all the newspaper clippings, all the, um, uh, you know, the ranks of Duper and Clayton and all that stuff that was great to have and stuff I cherish. And I'm going to miss listening to you and going back and forth about the Dolphins. Well, Steve, listen, what we've learned over the last nine years, my friend, and I appreciate the call, is that there are a whole lot of transplants in the sense of not guys who are from Florida or Pennsylvania or whatever, living in New York. Transplants as far as football fans. The out-of-market football fan that doesn't root for the Jets and the Giants. There are a lot of you. We don't have it with the baseball teams. It's not the same. With the football teams, it's absurd. You tell me the team, I'll tell you the fan. I'll tell you the caller. James in Oakdale with the Jags. Robbie in Connecticut with the Rams. Larry in Florida with the Brownies. Jamal in Higgsville with the Ravens. And that's cool. Super, super cool. It's at a fours game. Willie, what's happening, Willie? What's up, JJ? How are you? Willie, what's up, my dude? How we doing, man? So, very good. So we met twice. First time was then Belmar when you won, when, when you won your contest. I heard the voice. I heard the attitude. I heard the passion. I knew this kid was going to be something. And sure enough, you turned out to be great. Second time was uh, luckily enough on the golf course over in Forsgate. Oh, this, Willie, you, me, the great Anthony Batista, and Brian Rascona, and that course ate me alive, Willie. That's a tough course, man. (laughs) That's a tough course. You guys, you ended up playing with us, if I'm not mistaken, for like the last two holes. Last three or four, yeah, we threw some bombs up on you a couple times. Yeah, but that's good. I like that. Uh, never in <laughs> doubt, man. Never in doubt. We got it, Willie. What we will do is Rosie will take your number down. We got to get out and play yeah. again. We got to make sure we do that listen. at some point in the spring listen, of the summer, man. Because, listen, uh, I, I, I'm not ready for four. I got to warm up for fours gate, but I'm yep. itching to get back there. And I know Scones feels the exact same way. I have the invite for you, Scones. And Joe Badingo, we play at Petty School over it's real close to Forest Gate on me. Listen, that is a winning offer right there. So Rosie, do me a favor. Willie's the best. Put him on hold. Take his information down. Give give me his number. And we'll take care of it from there. Let's head to Hillsborough. Steve joins us. Hi, Steve. JJ, what's yes, going on? Yes, Steve. What up, buddy? How we doing, man? We're checking. I just want, I, I had to call in, you know, last time, man. So I just wanted to give you the biggest, instead of goodbye, congratulatory on, you know, we talked about it. You're on my podcast thing. So I tried to start going, which was, you know, if, if 
is the biggest honor in the world that you took time out of your day to even try to communicate to come on that. And even we talked about your future, and it's awesome. And it was awesome. Well, Steve, listen, I'm more than happy to pay it forward. You know where to find me. I'm happy to do it again. That's how we roll. That's what we do. All right, Rosie's yelling at me to break. We're going to be well-behaved. It's my last show. I better be well-behaved. We're back with more right after this. So I'm being told by Paul Rosenberg, I have not just one, but two guests on the line. I have no idea who they are. We're having some fun here. So I, I guess give me name by name who the hell I'm talking to. All right, I'll uh, kick it off. It's the man who tried to dub you Johnny Sports Talk to no avail. Is that the great Joey Waller? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, it's Maestro. I Harris, I I couldn't even hear you for a second. Oh, I was okay. like, who who do I That is the my now I hear it. Now I hear it. That's 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 a bad job by me, Harris. That is well, a bad job by is. me. So I have the Maestro Harris. Harris, how the hell are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Doing great, and uh, you know, I, I couldn't let this evening go by without, uh, you know, congratulating you on the uh, the upcoming gig. It sounds exciting, and I know it's going to be a, a great thing for you and your and your career. So, all the best to you, my friend. Um, for me, tomorrow happens to be the one year anniversary of my last show before retirement. At wow, one so. year hiatus for the maestro yeah. Harris Allen. So, That's and I've right. asked you this multiple times off the air, and I've asked you on the air. How has the life in retirement been treating the maestro? It's been very good. It's been nice, you know, about catching up on my sleep every single day. Uh, I, I do miss it at times, I'll be honest, but uh, more often than not, I'm, I'm enjoying just sort of relaxing and uh, figuring out what, uh, you know, the next few years are going to look like. So I love it. Nice. Now, maestro, don't go anywhere because I don't know. Yeah, we've got to hand it off to my tag team partner here, okay? John, what's up, buddy? Who am I talking? I can't hear. I feel like I'm turning into Summers right now. <laughs> you don't hear me? John, what's up, bro? Memphis! The what's Jedi up? Master! Yes! Johnny! Well, now, see, you, you were now, a muffled there, pal. Look at this, Harris. How are you doing, man? This is the old oh, school right. reunion. I Great know. To hear your voice, man. You too. I heard as soon as I heard you, I couldn't believe you mistaked you for Joey Waller. I mean, well, I'm going to be honest. I could... <laughs> what a slap in the face. Joey Waller. I mean, fun. <laughs> Listen, sometimes the, ear, the hearing is where it needs to be, boys. There are other times it's not. Harris was a little muffled. Got to be honest. He was a little muffled. And then I needed the Russell high pitched scream. Russell, yeah. by the way, <laughs> by the way, you would be proud of me for taking on the mantle of, like, backing the Dallas Cowboys basically every single year since you've left this radio station. Just throwing that out. I I appreciate that, and I do listen when I can. I'm at work right now. I have a little uh, break here, but I do listen when I can, and it's going to be unfortunate that you won't be on anymore because this is usually the time that I work, around 7 to 11 when you're on. You know, usually be over overnight. So, you know, it's sad to see you come off the – the regular radio, 
You know, I hate that they uh, fired you, John. I, I'm not. I'm ah, sorry. look <laughs> at you. Of course, Russell coming in with pot shots right out of the gate. It wouldn't be, no, it wouldn't no, be a situation you, you having Russell it. here if he wasn't going to come at me a little bit. Come on. No, you, you deserve it, man. You deserve it, John. I've always told you that here. No matter all the time you worked here, man, you, you care more than anyone. You really do. And you put in the work. You put in the time. You live for it. You love sports. So there's no doubt in my mind you're going to be successful in the next uh, next venture. Russell listen, and Maestro, while I have the two of you here, I got to know, the first time you guys worked with me, because remember, I had done a bunch of shifts on the weekend. You guys, when I got the call up to do the overnight during the week, I'm like, man, I'm working with Russ, I'm working with Harris, I'm working with the big boys. That first show, you guys must have been like, who in God's name is this kid? He is out of his mind. Uh, uh, <laughs> not, not at all. No, no. Listen, you know, considering, you know, we had uh, some other things to deal with on the overnight. So, I mean, you were a breath of fresh air. You brought a different energy than anyone else on the radio. So, I mean, I, honestly, it was, to me, like I said, right away, right right from the start, Harris can talk for it. We loved when you would work. It was easy night, you know. You weren't going to make it difficult at all. Harris was barely making it in for his 2020. (laughs) Give me a minute. (laughs) (laughs) I missed that, Harris. I need a minute. I'm sure you do. Uh, Let me put it it this way. We, Russ and I, I think, both knew on that first shift that we were going to have to up our game to keep up with you. And so I think it was good for all of us. Yeah, your energy, man. We both had to like take five hour energies all night, like just to just to match your energy. <laughs> Harris, the maestro, the Jedi Master, Russell Mathis, my boys from the overnight. I love you guys. You are the best. Harris, we need to have steak dinner at some point. Russell, how big is Carter now? Is Carter like ready to go play linebacker for the Cowboys? He's big, man. He's like four foot seven. Like he's tall. He's seven years old. Uh, He's doing really well. Uh, we're moving out to Long Island. So, wow! I never thought yeah. I'd see the day. Wow. Yeah, moving, moving next month. So, you know, it's uh, it's a big move, but uh, yeah, everyone's doing really well, John. And congratulations again on your engagement. Whole you lot and, going uh, on. You ain't kidding, Maestro Russell. Love you guys. Take care. Right? Love, love you, man. Yeah, All the care, best, brother. JJ. Those uh, are my guys. We spent a whole lot of nights together. You know, I worked with Fleegs overnight for a long time. I also worked with Russell for a long, long, long time. Because remember, my first started, I was doing basically exclusively nights. Monday to Friday, or I was doing an open night, 10 to 2, Russ was on the board. Harris was doing the overnights and the updates. That's cool. Super, super cool. Rosenberg killing it right now. I hate to give him credit, but I have to. I have to. He's doing a great job. He's doing a great job. Let's hit the Bay Ridge. My main man. He always brings the heat. Andrew, up next on the fan. What up, Andrew? Yo, I'm looking at this as the celebration. All right, I got my Kona. I like that, Andrew. To me, yes. Let's not look at it as a funeral because I'm not retiring. (laughs) God willing, I'm not dying. Uh, My career is, I can tell you this, far, far from over. This is. I, I agree with you on that, Andrew. I feel the celebration vibes. Totally true. Totally fair. Yeah, I mean, you did so much at the station. I mean, you you accomplished so much. It it should be a celebration. It should be fun. It's a, and it's a late happy hour Friday. I mean, it on, is now. one last Friday happy hour. 
that will be here on the fan with me and you, Andrew. And I feel like you've been a part of every single one of those, by the way. Oh, I have to. I mean, why not? I mean, you got a chance to go to happy hour. You got to do it. Can't pass out that opportunity. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Real quick on the game here, uh, Final Four. Um, Baylor, Houston. Look, I think it's going to be a lot of defense. I mean, I thought the total would be a little bit lower. I know it's been going up. Uh, Houston's not a good shooting team, although they have been shooting better. Marcus Sasser scored 20 points last game. And if Sasser's knocking down jump shots and scoring points, watch out. Uh, I like Houston. You know, I got the future. I like Baylor. Been on them all year. At the end of the day, the bottom line is, John, give me the under uh, 134. I think it's going to be a lot of defense. And to start the game, first eight, ten minutes, I think going to be a lot of nerves. You know, it's a Final Four. It's in that big Lucas Oil Stadium. I like the under. Uh, you know, Houston Well, those teams play defense. Listen, business. don't you get the sense, Andrew, we've been talking about Gonzaga and Baylor till the cows come home. That's the matchup mm-hmm. we're going to get? Yeah. Oh, 100%. And I'm going to be actually bummed out now if we don't get that game on Monday night. Right, right, right. Uh, for sure. Uh, Houston, I think they have a, a fighter's chance. That five is just kind of standing still. So I don't even want to mess with it. I'm just going to go with the under. Uh, I'm going to play the defenses. And we'll see what happens. You know, it's not really fun to watch a game you have an under on, but whatever. If they make shots, they make shots. Uh, I'll move, I'll live with it. Andrew, um, a winner is a winner is a winner. That's the most important right. thing. Remember that, my friend. All righty. Now I want to move on to talk about you, John, because this is, this is about you. Um, some of my favorite stuff from your time as a fan. Number one, your show's during the quarantine were unbelievable. I mean, they were amazing. Forget about compared to other hosts at the fan. There was so much garbage at the station during that time. I'm not even going to go there. That's a whole different story. But your shows were fun. You know, we forgot about the virus for a little while, you know, when you were on. You had topics every night that were fun. The callers were bringing stuff up. It was exciting. It was cool. And just in general, your shows all throughout your whole time at the fan, they're fun. Um, also, those Saturday night shows that you had rolling into an NFL Sunday, those were some of, the, some of the best radio I've ever heard in my life. I know as a caller, I had to bring it for those Saturday night shows during football season. I had to know the matchups. I had to know injuries. I had to know line movement. I had to know against the spread numbers because you couldn't come on that show as a caller bringing baloney, bringing garbage. It just wasn't going to happen. And, Andrew, think about that for a minute. That's Saturday night, Saturday and a Sunday. And you know what? That show will always have a special place in my heart. I paid my dues on that show. There were times I would get very frustrated over the fact that I was only on maybe one or two days a week. And I knew, Andrew, I had to bring it. I had to be at my very best. I had to be on my game every which way. Um, I'm never going to forget those Saturday night shows. There are times it's like 2 or 3 in the morning when I'm uneasy. You know, I'm having a hard time sleeping. I know I got morning obligations with broadcasting. I'm like, kind of want to let it rip right now and go through these games. So, Andrew, listen, that's where we got introduced. You have been a major part of this show. You've been one of my best callers. You've turned into a guy who ended up being a friend for life. And, Andrew, listen, 
as Chris Berman once said, my friend, we have only just begun. Yeah, I appreciate that, bro. This this is about you. I mean, you you did so much at the station. It's your shows are fun. That like, you respect the callers. Like that's why one of the reasons why I got into your sh- you and your show is because you actually talk to people like a real person. You're not Andrew. Listen, shit. that's that's what I try to do, man. I'm gonna be me, whether you like it or not. I'm gonna be me. We head back to the guest line. I have no idea who this is. Who am I talking to? JJ, it's funny. You were just talking about those Saturday night shows. And the reason why I'm calling is... Oh, I know this, boys. I know this, boys. That's Sports Grid Superstar, Mike Carver. I remember, JJ, when you first started doing the shows, after winning the contest, I got to spend plenty of those Friday night into Saturday mornings over those little 1 to 3 a.m. shifts that we were doing after you won the contest. I remember those very well. I got to do a bunch of those with you when I was producing the overnights at that time. And, man, come a long way, my man. Mikey, we had some unbelievable times. And, listen, I'll remember those Sunday afternoons, Sunday nights, those 7 to 10 shifts. Uh, You got 10 zillion things going on. You got this host in your ear. You got that host in your ear. And we always had a blast, bro. And, listen, you're a friend for life now. I went to your bachelor party. I went to your wedding. I hope that you will do the same for me. Uh, and Carver, listen, you will always be the guy, my friend, that introduced me to Las Vegas. Never forget that. Never. <laughs> yeah, we got you out there for the big bachelor party uh, back in 20, 2014. Uh, what a time. And, and really, you, you said it. Um, you, you've done an unbelievable job here at the fan, brother. Uh, you really have. Like I said, I got to hear you when you first started doing shows there. Uh, and now where you are now, and you're going off to just, you're going to kill it where you're going. You're going to do a tremendous job there with Bill and everybody. And uh, I'm happy for you, brother. I really am. And, and the Vegas part, uh, no no doubt. And now, Carver, what do we say now, when we go out now, to now Vegas, we, baby? Now we can't keep you out of the place, bro. I mean, well, I haven't we been in two years, out. thanks to COVID. I'm dying to go. <laughs> I, I need the lifeline. I know you You were going out there for work trips with Scotty and the boys all the time. What I do know. we do when we go? Carver, tell the audience what we like to do when we go to Vegas. Well, listen, well, first of all, we roll the dice. There we go. That's what I, I didn't want to, I wanted a PG answer. That's what I was looking for, Carver. So thank you for We roll the dice, bro. But, but listen, um, I'm glad that I was a part of your beginnings there. Uh, like you said, I got one of my best friends out of this now. Me and you talk, obviously, every day, all day long, the chat, et cetera. And uh, listen, the fan, fans are going to miss you. The callers are going to miss you. And uh, you've done an unbelievable job there. Carver, you're the best, buddy. Thanks for chiming in. That is Sports Grid superstar, former producer of mine, and now on-air talent, Mike Carver. Good stuff. Instead of Westchester County, Anthony. What up, Ant? What's up, JJ? Ant, it's good hearing your voice, man. Uh, a weird Thanks opening too, day not seeing you at the bodega, but, you know, it's uh, it, it beats no opening day at all. It, 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 listen, it beats no opening day, and it beats opening day on July 31st, so... You know, the beauty, the beautiful part about it is now that you're not going to be on from seven till whenever, whenever we're all out back in the stadium, we'll be at the bodega probably around three thirty, four o'clock, and we'll be at the stadium until about eleven. Then we'll be back at the bodega, and then who knows? Maybe we, maybe we shoot a podcast at the bodega, or maybe. Hey, we'll listen, to- I don't know what the technology and the Wi-Fi capabilities are, but I, I may have to look into that. By the way, Anthony, we may look into that, my friend. 
I think we can make it work. I got Wi-Fi in the truck. We'll park it out front. We'll make it work. Or when you shoot, a, when, when you go up to uh, Westchester for a couple of rounds, you come by my place. There's a cold beer waiting for you at my bar, and we shoot it. When we could, uh, we could do a podcast here, man. This could be. This is going to be fun for you. It's going to be fun for all your listeners um, to really get to hear JJ unhinged, and that's going to be the fun part. Anthony, bro, you've been one of my best callers. You're one of the best Yankee fans, I believe, on this radio station. And listen, I'm so glad we've had an opportunity to connect over the years. How's, by the way, you had the little guy? I did. Little little AJ will be five months on Monday. Wow, congratulations. Yeah. That's got to yeah, sound man. pretty cool. It's, it's awesome. Hopefully by next year everything goes back to normal. And he'll be at the first opening day with me. He could hold he could hold our beers or he could take pictures of us, whatever it is. We could We'll we put could him to work. Hard. Anthony, listen, exactly. I love the sound of that. We'll find a way to put him to work. That's the great Anthony Westchester. Appreciate the call. A lot of heavy hitters out tonight. A lot of heavy hitters out tonight. No surprise. Final hour and twenty minutes. My goodness, time's flying. It's JJ after dark. Chancy Stremsky right here on the fan. We're coming right back. Freehold, New Jersey. Robbie. What's up, Robbie? Wow, the great JJ is leaving. Un- unbelievable, Jay. I want to I want to get into the Mets with you real quick, but do you mind just real quick if I tell you like a two three minute story about what you especially and JJ After Dark has done for me? Yeah, sure. Go ahead, Jay. About about a year and a half ago, I lost my pops unexpectedly, and oh, uh, he and I Rob, I'm sorry to hear over... that, man. <sighs> thank you, thank you. He and I bonded over this station, like it was basically the only thing we got along with. Now his guy was Joe B. And everything Joe B. said was gospel. Now, needless to say, after, after I lost him, I couldn't turn this station on for a good six months without losing it. But, uh, but just how, how Joe B. became my dad's guy, you, you became mine. And you can bet with everything you got that I'll be riding your coattails wherever you go next because you really you brought me back and you showed me the light again. And I, I, I can't thank you enough. Robbie, that's awesome to hear, man. That's awesome to hear. Listen. This avenue that I'm given, it's unbelievable real estate because I meet people like you, you know? And if I was able in any way to make you laugh, you want to yell and scream at me for a little bit, you know, that's that's what I'm here for, man. So, listen, I'm glad that you're doing better. I'm glad that you've fallen in love again with the radio station. And, listen, Robbie, I expect you to be following along. I would expect oh, nothing you less. Oh, bet everything you got. I'll be there. Nice. I'd love to hear that. Okay, now real quick, now that the sobs are over, uh, into baseball real quick. My friends and I, every year, we uh, we pick Sleeper Cy Youngs. We pick Sleeper Cy Young Award winners. And I'm not talking okay, about Okay, okay, I like this. Oh, I like this. I'm not talking about two, three starters, you know, guys that are right on the hinges of getting there. I'm talking guys like you, you, you barely ever expect, like how R.A. Dickey won it in 2013. Yeah, so you can't throw out like Lucas Giolito as a Cy Young no, choice. No, not no. Marcus Stroman, not Lucas Giolito. So my two guys this year are Pablo Lopez on the Miami Marlins, who got off to a fantastic start tonight, and Joey Lucchese on the Mets. So I want Wow, I mean, that is... Those are major, major sleepers right there. See, like, I was going to throw you one. The guy pitched well. I think his stuff is nasty and sack. I feel like that would not be good enough for you and your buddies because you need more of a diamond in the rough. Oh, last year, one of the guys picked Nick, Nick Pavetta. I got it right one year. I got it right the Dickey year. Because Dickey, the year before with the Mets, was, you know, a bright spot. And I said he's going to do it. And Dickey became the guy to do it. Dickey was the only guy I got right. One guy came uh, – uh, 
the guy on the Tigers, the one with the Red Sox, whose name is slipping me. They got uh, Porcello, Rick Porcello. Yeah. Porcello, yeah. So, Rob, uh, that's who would your dude, guy be? Man, a guy who is literally like a diamond in the rough, fourth type of starter. All right, I'll give you one because I like this team and I like their pitching. Tristan McKenzie of the Indians. And maybe it's because I'm invested in him in fantasy baseball. Tristan McKenzie. Let's head to Stanford, Connecticut. The great Matt. Matty boy! What's going on, buddy? So, you know, Rob's a tough act to follow. You know, that's a great story right there. You know, I'm happy you were able to get him through it. You know, I want to talk sports before I get all uh, sentimental. I think uh, this weekend, I think this is Gonzaga's weekend. I think, you know, them playing UCLA in the semifinal is, you know, them being the West Coast power for the last 20 years and going up against that old West Coast power. And that team that derailed them, you know, what was it, 15 years ago when Adam Morrison was crying on the, on the court like a sissy, I think it's only poetic that they got to go through them before they win the national title. So Maddie, I I, I listen, like that, Matt. Maddie, I don't disagree with that. I'm not cutting you off. I promise you that I'm putting you on hold. We will continue this conversation in a moment. I promise. You're not going anywhere. I'm putting you on hold. Just because we have somebody on the line. I don't know who it is. Please share. Rosie, who do I got? I'm like waiting for a guest. I'm giving him a grand introduction. I'm putting poor Matt on hold. Tell me when we're good. I'm going to go back to Matt. Matt, I'm sorry we're playing ping pong right now. Rosie was giving me some bad information. That's okay. And Matty's gone. That, that would be apropos, by the way, if the phones crapped out on my final show. That, that would be, I mean, what a fitting end that would be. Fitting end. Uh, Rosie, should I try taking a call? We're going to try the guest line again. I cannot punch that up. I hope I am talking to somebody who is a familiar face. Who would that be? Well, not only is it a familiar face, it's a wow. handsome Wow, oh, now, no. John, I oh, no. It's call. my greatest foe, the new producer of the afternoon show, Tommy in the mix, Lugauer. Hi, Tommy. I'm sitting here on hold. I'm listening to Maddie, Adam Morrison, Heartbreak City. I hate to break up that call. They're one of the iconic moments. In the NCAA tournament. But I'm sitting here, John. No Mets tonight. You know, I love the Mets. I'm sitting here. I'm like, should I take a shower or should I call John? I'm like, ah, he's one of my best friends. I think I'll, I'll give him a call on his last show here on the fan. Uh, I'm happy to hear that. You probably were not listening as you were walking back to your apartment. I was not. I mentioned the story of us doing the shows together at City Field and you being late on the subway platform <laughs> And needless to say, a guy by the name of Jeff McNeil walks by. I introduce myself. I'm shooting the breeze with him. He goes, you get over. I'm like, you're not going to believe who I just ran into. McNeil, you look like your dog died, Tommy. It was miserable. Oh, dude, I was sick. Now, anybody that uh, doesn't know this, I say John likes to step in it. We call it JJ Dust. You know, the guy, you know, basically, it always comes up JJ. It's always sunny in JJ land. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, guy's a Yankee fan. He's, you know, loves, you know, he's the pinstripes through and through. Jeff McNeil's my guy, squirrel, love the Mets. I ran late because I, you know, as usual, I took the wrong train. Well, I said you were doing your hair, maybe, fixing the neon. 
you know, making sure that the sneakers are brushed off. And by the way, Tommy, the shorts I wore for that particular show, oh, they fit great. Let me tell you, those J. Well, Crew shorts in the press box, what a move that was. Well, I'm getting all over you because, it's you know, it's 98 degrees outside. I'm thinking I got to be professional. I'm wearing a button-down jeans. I'm sweating. I'm literally melting on the subway. Anybody that's been in the subway in the summer knows what I'm talking about. And here comes John rolling in like he's out in the Hamptons. I mean, he's got boat shoots on, shorts. You know, you look like Mike basically doing a remote. and I'm I look like, good, I'm but be fair, I look good. It's you not look like I looked like I rolled out of bed. You know, you've seen the look of me rolling out of bed at the casino or, you know, here, there, everywhere. Vegas, for example. Sure. I, w- I looked professional, but I was casual, Tom. You very casual. casual. Now, it's funny because when you said that you brought up a story of us working a remote, I thought you were going to steal my thunder here, but I'm glad you didn't because when I think of your tenure here, and you and I have worked together for years, and when we're dear friends, and I, and I heard Carver's call before, of course, the infamous group chat between you, uh, myself, CeeLo, James Ward, uh, you know, often talked about on the air. I remember a fateful night, a Monday evening, when you were filling in for the great Kim Jones on Monday Night Live, and this is back when I was living in Brooklyn, and you were like, hey, man, you know, I'm, I'm doing a show. How about I, you know, drive you the remote? I'm like, yeah, no problem. Let's go. So we get in the car. It's a rainy night. And we head out way early. You know, we had plenty of time. And we're driving out to Yonkers. And all of a sudden, we're driving oh, there. No. And anyone that knows John, you know, sometimes he gets a little bit in the clouds. He's not focused. And I looked over at his GPS, and I see, like, arrival time. And I'm like, the show starts at 6.30, and I'm seeing arrive at 7.15. And I'm like, I hope that's wrong. <laughs> I just, I'm not going to say anything to John. He hasn't noticed. Well, long story short, we were in, like, some of the worst traffic you could possibly imagine. We what was up- it, like an overturned tractor trailer blocking off like seven lanes, by the way, of the expressway? Well, dude, it was brutal, and John's doing basically like a radio show in the car. Like a guy cu- cuts him off. It's like he's yelling at like Aaron Judge after he struck out with the bases loaded. It was hilarious. And, of course, like Mark's like, you got to leave early. You, you just you can't do that. You got to be on time. Can call Phil? So it was, it was funny. I, I'm joking, but like... It was uh, it was a great moment. I mean, we finally got there. But yeah, doing all those Monday Night Lives, all those shows, producing all these years, uh, John. You know, it's uh, it's been fun, dude. You know, you're one of my best friends, and I and I wish you well, of course, with your with your new venture here for sure. Tommy, you are the best, my friend. Even though I hate you and I love you all at the same well, time. John, and listen, I'll, I'll leave you with this parting gift here because I don't want you to be. Late. Oh, parting gift! Oh, that should be. I don't, I, don't, I don't want Rosenberg to get an email. I will leave you with this: between the Mets and the Yankees. There will never be peace. God never. Peace, my friend. Never. There you have it. That is the afternoon producer extraordinaire and one of my good friends, the great Tommy Lugauer. We got one hour left. Me and you, rest of the way. I got you. My phones are back. No need to fear. It's JJ After Dark right here on The Fan. John Jastrzemski. Sports Radio 1019 FM. The Fan. WFAN. We've reached the final hour. Wow, the final hour. 10.05 on this Friday evening. It is J.J. After Dark, John Jastrzemski. One last time, right here on The Fan. And I was told by producer extraordinaire Paul Rosenberg, I have a quick hello right out of the gate here in the final hour of the show. Who would that be? Well, you don't have to really think oh, about this one. Oh, <laughs> my God. Bobby, <laughs> Mr. Yumet, Usler. First of all, We've worked together now for the last couple of months and I haven't heard from you in forever. How the hell are you? 
I'm good. I'm good. I uh, it's my stock reply. I feel guilty in many ways because um, I have managed to get through this whole crazy year plus, which of course you and I uh, shared a lot of experiences. <laughs> Uh, during those first couple of months during the overnights when there were no sports. But I've been getting through it uh, very well, and so I consider myself very, very fortunate. Bob, that's tremendous to hear. And my memory of you, all these nights we've spent at WFAN, and you've been there for forever. But when I would get to experience Bob Usler watching a Met game, I would hear the booms. I would hear the banging. I might hear... A few words of profanity if things are not going according to plan. Bob, I will never forget some of the words coming out of your mouth when the Mets are getting pounded in a Subway Series game and Sanchez is dropping bombs. It was, honestly, Bob, for me and you, it would be great to have cameras on us as we watch our individual teams play. That might be a reality show that's worthwhile one day. Just saying. JJ, this is really why I love you, because you and I come from the same place, different baseball mothers, but we come from the same place. Uh, I, I am, you know, I, I think a lot of people can, I take them by surprise, because when I'm on the air, I try and, you know, play it straight, but you've seen me off the air, and um, that's that's the other side. I, I you know, I'm you're passionate about especially baseball and, of course, I'm the same way, and that has often come out um, sometimes in embarrassing fashion. Uh, I have to admit that many of those moments that you've described aren't, you know, my stellar moments. No, I think they're great. See, I look at it the other way, Bob. I yeah. think it's endearing. I think it's great about you because you're this unbelievable talent on the air. You got this silky smooth voice, but you live and you die on every single pitch. And I feel the exact same way you do. And I love that. Bob, I love that about you, man. Because yeah. it's, it's real, you know? Well, I noticed that about you from the very start. And as I said, we come from different places. And uh, we love to get on each other, you know, because you're a big Yankees fan. I'm a big Mets fan. I come from the old school where there's no middle ground. You're either one or the other. I'll never, and I, I respectfully um, will listen to anybody who tries to preach to me about, well, you know, I, I like the Yankees. No, no, no. You're one or the other. And you're one. And I'm the other. But we both had that common denominator about just loving baseball and passionate about it. And, and that's why I think we, uh, we got along so well despite our inherent baseball differences. <laughs> well, Bobby, what we need to do at some point when you get back to City Field, I need to make my way to one of these games and have a couple of brewskis with you. That's oh, got to yeah. happen, Bob. Yeah. How about a, how about a Mets Yankees? Uh, well, I, I was going to say Yankees. that would yeah, be. Yeah. We might have to put you know those plexiglass dividers they have <laughs> uh, for people trying to stay safe with COVID or whatnot. They may need to put the plexiglass divider between me and you. And thankfully, with social distancing, they might do that anyway, so that you and I aren't slugging each other in the third inning if things aren't going one of our ways, you know? Well, it's fun that way because, again, I I respect the fact you were talking. Mike Carver, who you just had on, is another one in that camp. Uh, These are guys that you will give it to me, and I'm okay with it. And I'll give, you know, I'll twist it too, and you'll take it. And when all is said and done, we move on. We've had some fun. You know, we've gotten in our jabs. But the quote-unquote process, you know, getting through those games and getting on each other and living the highs and, uh, and enduring the lows, you know, it's really a lot of fun. And, and when you're as passionate as you are, 
uh, it's fun to, to, to mix it up with somebody like that. So you know, we have had uh, – I'm, I'm sorry it's coming to an end as far as our interaction at the same radio station is concerned, but uh, absolutely down the line, let's do it together uh, in person uh, where it really should happen, which is <laughs> on the literal field of battle there at one of the stadiums. Bobby, as somebody who grew up listening to you as a part of Mike and Dog's show – uh, it's it's going to sound corny, man, to have you do updates on my show. Like the first time I had a Bob Usler update and a Minko update and a Harris update on my show. Dude, it was like getting called up to the big leagues, man. Like, I no BS. You know it, it's coming from the heart, man. Like, that was one of those, like, holy blank moments for me. When I'm like, update time, here's Mr. Matt. Like, that's like, oh, man, I just, I made it, bro. I made it. You know, it's flattering for you to say that, but I think you know me well enough to know that as soon as you were on the air, it was like just you and me. No, you know, there's a difference in age and there was a difference in experience. But, you know, when I heard you the first time on the Fantasy Phenom show, and I had talked to some people who were aware of the work you had done, and somebody tipped me off to you. They said, uh, you know, this this guy's the real deal. And and the comparison to is often made to uh, the Mad Dog because of your passion. But I, you know, I actually am had been around long enough. And you'll play golf with Joe tomorrow. He'll back. Yes, I will, and it's going to be a disaster. I'm letting you know that in advance. Yeah, a disaster. Yeah. Well, which is par for the course, no pun intended, from what I can understand. Uh, you will never get me out there, so I'll take your word for it. But Joe. Uh, of course, I remember Joe as being Joe from Saddle River, the caller to Mike and Chris all those years. And Joe's passion as a caller would come through. And then I literally let him in the door. He didn't have his, his security card yet in Astoria. And when he did his first full-time overnight gig show, I was the one to let him in. So that's how long I go back with Joe. But I bring it up with you because the passion was there with Joe when he did, when he called and when he did his his, uh, his tryout show, similar to yours. And But somebody had said to me before I had heard you that you had that same kind of passion. And then when I heard you for the first time, I said, yeah, this guy's got this guy's got a real spark, and you were fun to listen to, and it's been even better working with you. And so I wish you uh, nothing but the best down the line. Bobby, I love you, buddy. Beers and Yankees Mets on the horizon, maybe in September. God you willing, bet. okay? Love you, too. I wish you uh, the, the best of luck, and then we'll make it a few beers and a lot of fun at a bowl game real soon. That needs to happen. That is the great Mr. Met, Bobby Usler. How about that? Let's try this again. I unfortunately put him on hold. Matty, I know you're ready to rock. You're a man of patience. You're a man of honor. Take it away. Dude, well, first off, it's... To, to be put on hold and to hear Bob Usler, dude, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that, dude. I mean, Fairfield View zone right there. So, uh, God bless. I, you know, I, I have no problem being uh, supplanted for Bob Usler. So I'll say this, dude, and, and I want to echo what uh, Anthony from uh, Syosset said before. Uh, you know, again, it's, it's bittersweet because I feel like I'm, uh, I'm listening to, uh, you know, I'm, this is like Letterman's last show before he went from uh, NBC to CBS. So it's, you know, it's bittersweet in that, you know, we all, you know, we all heard you for the last 10 years and, you know, we got to grow with you and to see you, you know, transform. And so it's, it's very bittersweet for us callers tonight. And again, you're a link to that past at the fan, you know, 
again, I, I think it's great that WFANX, you know, allowed you to go on after, you know, you signed where you're going. But I, I, I think it's, you know, you're, you're, you're that link to the past of, uh, of this station, Joe B, Mike and the dog, you know, when, when, you know, it was about the fan. And, and again, I don't want to take shots at the station or get you in trouble, but, you know, when, when you turn, if it's not you on this station, you turn on this station, it's not about the fan anymore. It's about other stuff. So I just wanted to say that I think it's fitting that, you know, again, you're going out, you know, you know, last show's right before final four weekend. Cause I, again, you love college ball. You're, you're one of the only hosts that actually talks college basketball on this station to hear my rants about St. John's, you know, uh, you know, over the course of the last few years. So, again, I'm very excited for the new show next week, and that'll be fun. Hopefully you get Coach O'Toole on to talk about uh, the national final. I was going to say this. Now, again, I don't want to end it bittersweet, but, again, I hope, you know, they don't replace you with a show that's out there. You know, I I don't want to hear Andy Martino or Zachary Don Lemon, you know, on this airways talking out there sports. So, I mean, that, that's one thing I, I don't want to see. But I want to, you know, again, as a, as a fan of yours, you know, this, this is to me, it's, it's, it's the end here, but it's only the beginning at the next place. So I'm, 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 I'm very excited for you, my friend. Maddie, I love you, buddy. You've been one of my favorites over the years. You've gotten zany. You are passionate. And you've brought a lot to the show. And I have a feeling I'll be hearing from you soon. Let's head to Manhattan. Eddie joins us. What's up, Eddie? Hey, John, man. Hey, I tuned in yesterday because I've been busy. So, and then I hear this about, uh, you know, you leaving and wow, man, unbelievable. And I want to say something about, uh, you know, uh, James Harden before I leave because I want to talk a little sports with you. But, you know, of course, first, I want to wish you the best. And, uh, you know, maybe this is the way it's supposed to be. But I, you know, I, I would say also that, you know, I, I think when you have special talent, you know, you got, you got to make them comfortable. You got to make it so they want, so they never leave. But, you know, hey, that, you know, that's the way it is. Um, you're going to do great in whatever you, uh, you know, we pursue. Uh, you know, I think I'm going to miss the interaction with the callers. You have so many great callers. You know, I've been listening. Uh, you know, I agree I, with that, uh, Eddie. Listen, I love you guys. All of you. You're incredible. You have enhanced this show in more ways than one. And I can't comment about the next venture and the ability of what we are going to be able to do. But I, I, I'll leave it at this. I don't think our interactions will be coming to an end. That's how right. I'm going to leave it. I'll say no more. Well, that's good. Yeah, no, that's great to hear, man. That's great to hear because that's, that's a special part of your show, man. That's a special part of, uh, you know, what makes you, man, great. You know, that interaction, you know, the callers of, you know, all, you know, uh, ages, man. You know, young, the young dudes, the guys that, uh, you know, are your age, you know, and then you got the older dudes that call in, you know. You got that, yeah, you, the great rapport of everybody, you know, and I just li- love listening to guys. Uh, you know, you talk to a uh, little caller, it's been great. So, uh, you know, wish you the best, man. You know, I- I'm definitely going to look you up, and I hope, you know, uh, uh, you know, the interaction, like you say, I hope that uh, continues at some point. That would be great. Just on uh, James Harden, I- 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 just to go out, you know, I-, I disagree with you. I think he is the MVP. I got to tell you, I roasted, I don't know, if you recall, I called you, I roasted that trade. I thought, uh, you know, they're out of their minds for doing that. Uh, but this guy, man, I mean, he is playing. I mean, yeah, I don't like Well, he's been, listen, Ed, I can't disagree with you on this. He's played out of his mind for the Brooklyn Nets. He's been far better in Brooklyn than I ever could have imagined. 
I can't reward a guy with an MVP, though, when he basically quit on the first team he played on this year. I, I for one, just can't do that. Let's head to Hoboken, New Jersey. He's been waiting patiently. Timmy, what's up, Tim? JJ, what's up, brother? Tim, it's always good hearing your voice. What's up, dude? Not much, man. Um, we go back a long ways. Obviously, know each other. Staten Island guys, through and through. Um, not many current callers can say this, but I started listening to you while you were back at Syracuse. I don't know if you remember this. The good old days, man. In. The good old days. Yeah. Uh, the uh, to- call it a rap, Sportsline 89. We had some... We had some fun times, man. Listen, hey, I did a college radio show with one of our guests earlier today, Steve Gelbs. Not bad, huh? Not too bad. Yeah, not bad at all. I used to call in when I was back at Cortland. You were at Syracuse. So uh, the history is there. I mean, I know when I used to bartend at Pier 76, I used to listen to you at God knows what time on the ride home with Joey. Those kept us awake. Um, Going to miss calling in and talking Yankees, NFL, and, of course, our picks. Um, very happy for you, brother. You're going to crush it. Um, I will say, if you don't hit me up to, to golf soon at the Working Man's Country Club. Well, we need to get on that, Tim. Listen, you, uh, you know, you're a busy guy. You have my number. You, you know where to find me. Uh, I'm always looking yeah. for excuses to play, especially with a fellow lefty hack. You know, yeah. See, Tim is used to hitting the baseball like 400 feet like he did against our old pal, James Marticos, and crushing my high school playoff dreams as I stared at his home run bombs over the right field fence. Um... Tim, when he gets a hold of one, he hits it a mile. But Tim is like me, where it is an adventure on the golf course. Ain't that right, Mr. Tim? It is, a, it is definitely an adventure. It's, I wish it was as easy as baseball was. Um, but I will say, Kona Big Waves are on me and Lenzo next time you go out to golf. Um, also, I'll leave you with this. One last winner, Gonzaga, lay the number tomorrow. Don't think about it. Tim, love you, bro. We'll see you on the golf course soon. Ah. Uh, it's a tough game for me to bet. I have more confidence in the Baylor game than I do the Gonzaga game. Very tough game to bet. Let's head to Lower Manhattan and Tony. What's up, Tony? KJ, how are you, man? Tony, doing well. What's up, dude? Doing good. I just wanted to say thank you for everything. You're going to be missed on the fan. You were incredible. Uh, thank you for finally reading my Facebook message. I know you've been busy. You know, I got to be honest, Tony. And Now that I have this new venture and I got to yep. be more proactive, I have not been on Facebook in, oh, jeez. A long, long time before reading that. So I think I'm going to have to at least put up when our new uh, stuff's going to be out and whatnot because I was never a Facebook guy. I mean, I was back in the day, but I kind of fell out of love in Facebook. You know, I do Twitter, I do Instagram, but I never check Facebook anymore. Yeah, it's all good, brother. Man, I'm just, you're going to be missed. Uh, you got me all through my, the whole the whole um, pandemic, you got me through my overnights. I would work security in the city drive around and everything, you, you're just amazing. Um, what's different about you is, you know how everyone, all other radio hosts, like kind of plan out their segments? Well, you, I, li- I like the fact that you read, react, you give your opinion, you see where, you know, you let it play into itself, and you just, you did such a good job, you're going to be missed, and uh, hey, this is like more of a celebration, just like Andrew said. Tony, so, I like the you. sound of that, bro. Listen, thank you so much for calling, and that's the way radio should be done, in my opinion. Listen, you got to be prepared. You're going to come on the air and talk four or five hours at a time. You better be prepared. Because if not, the audience is going to know it. You're going to drown and your show is going to stink. But I don't think you need to like map out a show saying, oh, at, at, at 7.20 we're going to talk about this. At 7.40 we're going to talk about this. Oh, at 8.20 we're going to talk about that. I don't think that works. Listen, do what you got to do. It's got to be organic. 
That's the most important thing about this industry. It's got to be organic. The best shows are. We got 40 minutes left. That's hard to believe. 40 minutes left. The final curtain. JJ After Dark. We're back with more right after this. You know, it hasn't really hit me. And it probably won't hit me until I start the new gig next week. That this chapter of my life and my career has come to a close. But that's, that's the amazing thing about life. I mean, it didn't hit me when I graduated high school and it was over. It didn't hit me when I graduated college and it was over. Like next week when I'm getting like new emails and I'm doing orientation, that's when I'm like, holy moly. Brand's banging new. Instead of Long Island, one of my guys, one of my legends, the great Doug. What's up, Dougie? What's up, kid? How are you? Doug, how are you, my friend? What's up? I'm good. I'm good, buddy. Um, I, I heard today with uh, Mr. Lindor. Awesome. That was outstanding. And I can't wait till Sunday night for the next one. Um, I got to thank you. I got on the uh, After Dark Army a little later than most. Um, you know, my shifts changed until the pandemic. And two of the good things that came out of the pandemic, probably only two good things, were you and Fleeks. And I got really tight with the two of you. And I got to thank both of you for this last year has been phenomenal. And, you know, might have lost my mind because, you know, this station, you know, in the past, you know, it's always got me by. I've been with it since day one. And I actually, you know, tell you a funny story. I used to be, you know, me and Joe call was back in the day. And we used to go at it with each other once in a while. And that's, oh, you, that's incredible. I like, I will, I will bring that up to him tomorrow, by the way, on the golf course. A little bit of a rivalry with Dougie Long Island. I'm surprised. Because oh, you guys are so like-minded. I figure you guys would be on the same page with a lot of stuff. Um, you know, it was two passionate people. And listen, no, nobody ever says your opinions, right? I never, ever said it was mine. Mine are always right. And, you know, for all I know, most of the time they're wrong. But you know what? Sometimes you're just opinionate. Like, listen, this, like with the Nick team now, I wanted to see the Knicks be a little more aggressive. I'm afraid that this season's going to go to crap. And if they end the season with like a five and 17 run and end up 20, city end up 29 and 42, is anybody going to think this was a great year just because we had one good half year? I mean, we set the ball that low. And, and to me, that's bad. And, and you can see now these guys are getting so burnt out. Randall has nothing right now. It's concerning. He's played so well for this team, Doug. He's given them blood, guts, you name it. But you're seeing the problem of when you have to play guys a certain amount of minutes, night after night after night. And Randall is going to look a lot different than a guy like R.J. Barrett, who's basically 20 years old. You know what I mean? I don't worry yeah. about a guy like R.J. Barrett playing big minutes. Randall, yeah, you got to wonder if it's starting to take its toll a little bit. Yeah, and I think tonight, you know, it might have been one of Tibbs' real bad games because, you know, I mean... I've been down on Toppin. You know, Toppin came in and gave them a burst. You know, he brought the starters back in. They were up like 13 in the second quarter, and I don't think they scored for six minutes, and I think he should have went more to the bench tonight. So, I mean, it is what it is. What are you going to do? Um, uh, did you see uh, Mr. Bauer tonight? I'm so sick. He's got five no-hit innings in Colorado. This first start, I, I can't even – got to, like, unfollow. I can't even take it. This is going to be a disaster. Like, never going to hear the end of it with this guy if he's successful. Doug, he is one of those guys that you're going to love to root against, my friend. And listen, I thank you for all the calls. I thank you for the loyalty. I love you, bud. You're going to be one of my guys now through and through. Bauer in New York would have been a disaster. We're in full-fledged agreement on that. Let's head to Manhattan. Johnny, what's up, John? One last ride, my friend. You ain't kidding, bro. How are you? I'm doing well. 
couple of things before I get to my big send-off. Um, first of all, what do you think my favorite moment with you has been over these 10 years? It's got to be one of the Cinderella teams and talking about it. It's not going to be Oral Roberts. It's too obvious. It's too recent. It I am going to say, John, Dunk City and Florida Gulf Coast. No, it's actually Oral Roberts. It has to be. Because well, listen, prediction. I mean, that's your all-time prediction. I mean, that's, that's yeah. one that you're going to remember now for the rest of your life. I'll give you I'll give you a, a moment that it didn't win my team a championship, but Chris Chioza's half court three to beat Wisconsin in the Sweet Sixteen. I remember that game at Madison Square Garden. Right. I remember watching that game at off the wagon, uh, a bar down in you know around the WFN studios. Mm-hmm. I think I went out with Lou Gower and a bunch of us, man, and that was that was an incredible NCAA tournament game. Incredible game. And everybody yeah. liked Wisconsin, too. Everybody. For the unlikeliness of it, being in New York, just everything that went into that. Okay, one other thing. Um, I'm going to, since this is your last show, I'm going to give you a, an NCAA tournament like factoid or nugget because this is, I think we can both agree that we're never going to see another NCAA tournament game on tape delay. So this is the last time it will ever happen. The last NCAA tournament game to be on tape delay was a 1987 East Regional semifinal game at the old Meadowlands where the Nets used to play. You know who the two teams were? Your Syracuse Orange and my Florida Gators. Johnny, that is a hell of a way to go out, my brother. You've been one of my favorites. The college basketball mid-major encyclopedia, Johnny in Manhattan. Let's hit the Staten Island, New York, and Joe. What's up, Joe? JJ, what's going on, buddy? Congratulations. Joe, it's been too long, man. I miss that voice. I miss seeing you all the time. How the hell are you? What's going on? We started together, same hours, and it always brought a smile to my face when I heard you on the radio late night, buddy. I want to say congratulations and good luck. But good luck. But I wanted to let everyone know a little story about uh, my uh, wife's grandfather, 96 years old, thought I was a rock star knowing you, and you called up and made his day one day and thanked him for me, and people should know how good of a guy you are. And uh, for that, I'll always follow you wherever you go. And like usual, I'll say my piece and I'll hang up and listen, buddy. Good luck. Joe, I remember that call well. And, you know, I love doing that sort of stuff. I get a kick out of it. Because to me, it's like, you want to talk to me? How, ex- how exciting is that? But more than happy to do it. Allows you to come, you know, full circle. Let's head to Vegas. The great Danny. What's up, Danny? JJ, man, I'm so glad I got through, and I'm honored to be on your last show, man. Ah, uh, the Listen, pleasure's all mine, Danny. The pleasure's all mine. A, a lot of guys in your business who got energy, but you got positive energy, and your walk-up song should be the Beatles, Here Comes the Sun, man. Because no matter how cloudy or rainy a day it is, you, you're always bringing the sunshine and, the, you know, the good outlook and everything, man. And I really appreciate it, especially during the pandemic. You had awesome shows, man. And uh, I'm not a big college basketball fan, but Monday I'm going to uh, Circa. Spend the day oh, and how sick does season. the circle look, by the way? How sick does that circle look? It looks incredible. Yeah, I've been there three times already. This will be the fourth, and uh, I can't wait. And then we're going to have a big steak dinner down at Barry T's and, and Circa. So, Danny, listen, you follow me on Twitter, I hope. The next time yeah. I'm out in Vegas, I better see you at the book. Okay, sounds great, man. I no ifs, no ends, yeah. no buts. You know where to find me up on social media? Better see you with the book. Let's head to Dick's Hills. Harvey, what's up, Harvey? Thanks. 
Uh, I guess Harvey not ready to go. We'll get back to him. Let's head to Syracuse, New York, and Jeff. What's up, Jeff? Hey, JJ. Had to call from your old stopping grounds. I was out taking a walk tonight, and I could see over the city, looked at the new dome, and I'm like, I got to call JJ on his last night. I mean, how apropos. Seeing the dome, thinking of Jimmy B and the boys, and our conversations over the years, Jeff. How are you to that? Yes, sir. Good, good. I mean, so I, I just appreciate, you know, all the call. Like, I love the Yankees. I love Syracuse basketball. But with you, it's more about you're just a guy that somebody would want to sit down and have a beer with and talk. Like, you're just a regular guy, and that's what makes it great. And that's that's all the stuff that you bring every night. It just pumps guys up. So, you know, I'm hoping that Syracuse keeps it going. I know we were bummed out to lose Kadari, but they got a transfer coming in, a kid who used to go to high school here from Marquette. So hopefully he can fill the shoes. Hopefully the Yanks can get number 28. And uh, I look for, I'm going to miss you on this station, but I'm going to look forward to following you wherever you go because it's, it's a blast listening to somebody that's got that energy and particularly when they like what I like, but just the, the, the vibe. And like I said, the guy you want to have a beer with. So good luck to you. It's been a pleasure and uh, have, have a great one. Jeff, I hope to have that beer with you maybe up in Syracuse, New York at some point soon. Let's head to Newark, New Jersey. A big night brings the heavy hitters. Alex. Hello, Alex. Zero, uh, uh, zero, top of the second for the Padres. How are you doing, my brother? Hey, significant to some, my friend. Significant to some. How are you, bud? Good hearing your voice. Oh, I'm, doing, I'm, I'm doing great. First and foremost, you know, of course, you have an open invitation. Uh, the next time uh, my boy Booker Boo uh, hosts one of his fundraisers. Uh, Can I make a, a speech? Can I have a seat at the table? Am I allowed? Am I open to come? <laughs> you can be a guest speaker. How about that? I'm in. I'll take you up on that there, Booker. I'd love, love to have you. I'll be ready. The, um, so so earlier today, uh, finally, the uh, uh, the Greek pig from uh, Syosa got around to calling. And I'm not sure if he was calling as a celebration or, uh, or a funeral. I mean, uh, you know, after that, it sounded like he needs tissues more than you. Um, but, but quick question, you know, if you had a top 10 of callers, I, I, I know Matt God would be in there for sure. Cause he's a legend, but would the fat Greek from Syosset C- make the top 10? Well, in the evening family, he has been a part of that fabric in the overnight family. Alex, he is not, I gotta be fair. Well, right. Because he was sleeping. He might've been sleeping. It might've been a feeding hour for all I know. I'm not sure. Now, uh, one thing I will say, uh, even though you're moving on to uh, to greener pastures, uh, you know, Sixers playoffs are around the corner, so hopefully we get a little Sixer Celtics, maybe a little VIP, if you know what I mean, a little steak sandwich afterwards. So uh, uh, Make sure you bring the napkins, by the way, if you get that steak sandwich. It gets a little messy. I- I've seen you in action, pal. It's a little messy. <laughs> and that's all right. You, you, you like to, uh, you know, hopefully you catch a breath or two, uh, uh, during your bites, but it's that good. So I, I, I'll, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a pass. Here's the one thing, and, and you know what? Just this is my one point, and I'll let the other callers uh, say goodbye. And I'm looking forward to your closing song. You know, the last year and a half for me, sports has been ruined, and we've talked about it about the social aspect, the political aspect creeping into sports. Them almost going out of their way to bring it into sports. And again, what do we have? Baseball. I'll tell you something. I watched all the Yankees yesterday. I'm diehard baseball, just like you and everyone else. For the first time, I said, you know, baseball is a little slow. It seems slow to me. For a sport that's looking for fans, that needs fans, that probably has half half of their fans are conservative fans, for them to pull an all-star game out of a state and a city over something that's political, nothing to do with them, 
Do they not? Do they just want to spit on half their fan base? Do they want to attract new fans? Are they looking to alienate fans? I don't understand why sports goes out of the way to alienate fans. I, I don't understand. Listen, Alex, uh, you talk about opening up a can of worms and Pandora's box with 20 minutes to go left in the show, my friend. I mean, that is the definition of doing so. I'm going to pass on that one because we got to wrap it up and I got to give you my closing thoughts. I mean, I, I will get to that at some point when we're doing uh, the next venture. I just, right now, no. Uh, I'm not going to go there. I can't believe I'm saying this. The final segment. Final couple minutes of JJ After Dark is coming up next. John Jaskowski, Sports Radio 1019 FM, The Fan, WFAN. Final couple of minutes. JJ After Dark, John Jaskowski, we're right here on The Fan, and we'll take a few more, and then I'm going to give you a closing thought. So, real quick, and I mean real quick, Sparky Dobbs Ferry, what's up, Spark? First of all, congratulations, and you worked really hard for this opportunity and deserve the best. But what impressed me the most about you was the night of the chase, Utley Slide, because I'm thinking, man, this guy got guts. But what added to it was the fact the only media person to agree with you was Cal Ripken Jr. Hey, listen, Sparky, that was one of those nights, brother. Appreciate the kind words where it's kind of on an island by myself, but it was like, all right, bring it on. Bring it on. Let's head to Upper West Side and Jack. What's up, Jack? Hey, JJ, man. You know, uh, you got me in the kitchen. You got me in shock. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm very happy if this is a good move for you. I really, you deserve nothing but the best. But you are the definition of what the fan is and has been. And I, I'm, I'm a little heartbroken. I really just, uh, I'm, I, I can't tell you, I'm really in shock because I thought you were going to be the next 25 years of this station, you know, carrying the mantle of greatness in the dialogue with fans. You have a dialogue with fans that is really unique. And and, and I just, I hope this is a great move for you. You deserve nothing but good things. But I'm a little heartbroken, I got to tell you. I'm I'm 61, so I'm more of a radio in the kitchen guy. I do put the Wi-Fi on at night sometimes and fall asleep with a little radio in the old days and stuff. But I'm telling you, man, you know, um, you are the fan. So, you know... Uh, good luck to you, but um, it hurts me, man. Jack, I love you. I appreciate that support. We got to teach you a way to find me on the new platform. I'll give you more details about that in the days ahead. Let's head to Dick Sills and Harvey. What's up, Harvey? Hi. Um, I just want to say one thing. You, I don't, I don't want to put pressure on you. I've been a, 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 on the fan for 22 years, I figured out. And you, the, your responsibility is to carry serious sports discussion to wherever you go. You don't got to worry about that, Harvey. You're getting that, yeah. my friend. You don't you got to worry about that. That's what we that do. support the kind of thing that you do, and uh, there are changes going on. I just all I know is that you carry that responsibility to do that and to, and to let and let people know that we listen for serious sports. Talk. Ever since you won your contest, that's all I can tell you, Harvey. I, I appreciate that, my friend. You've been one of my great callers over the years. You're gonna get that. What you see is what you get. Norwalk, Adam. What's up, Adam? Hey, JJ. First time, long time, man. How about that? A first time call in the last show. How about that? That's it, man. I, I just wanted to wish you the best, man. I always really enjoyed listening to you. It was easier for me to listen to you those early mornings of uh, of uh, your nights, you know, the overnight show. But uh, I'm a real big Yankee fan, and, you know, I just uh, I always just really look forward to listening to you, man. I want to wish you luck, and 
I'll follow along with you, man, for sure. Adam, God bless you. I know that you will. I appreciate that. First time, long time, right at the end. Our last caller, it's rather apropos that this guy is going to be our last caller. He probably was all up in arms. He wasn't going to get on the air. And yet here we are. Jamal in Hicksville. What's up, Jamal? John. Oh, Henry boy, the pipes will be screaming. John, why did they whack Maury and freaking Goodfellas, John? What the hell is I fell on? for Maury, man. You know, Maury's playing poker thinking everything's A-OK, Jamal. And guess what? It wasn't A-OK. From the Northeast to the Middle East, let's break it down to you like this. The fan, the franchise, the captain has left the building. Let's break it down to the folks out there who don't know who John DeSimpsey is. John DeSimpsey is plain simple, the man. Your reign, your Genghis Khan moment is just beginning, John DeSimpsey. You're in your Steve Austin, 97 climbs in the upper echelon, your WrestleMania moment will be coming around the corner. And all I'm going to say to you is this, John. All right? You're on. That's it. You, it's here. It's arrived, John. It's your time, John. I know you're one competitive SOB, John. And I know there's a part of you that loves the fan, but there's another part of you, John, that wants to show the fan what they're missing out on. And, John, I'm here to the death, bro, with you. Let's go. Jamal, listen, I I can get you to finally download a smartphone. That's what I'm talking about. Jamal better have a smartphone. Jamal better be leaving me voicemails, and I say no more. Wow. I mean, that's a rather apropos way to end with everybody who was calling in. Now, I guess this is a little final thought for me. And I wanted to end it on this note. Calls were great. They've been great for nine years. You guys and gals and everybody who has listened to this show have been great for nine years. You got to understand something. As someone who grew up listening to this radio station, dreaming about the chance to do a show, I never knew what exactly it would be like until I was given the opportunity. And honestly, it was actually better than I ever could have imagined. The interactions, the laughs, the back and forth between all of you, the folks who call, the folks on social media, living and dying on every pitch, living and dying on every word. It made me feel a part of something bigger, something bigger than myself. These last nine years, folks, from the minute I started when I was 23 years old, Buzz cut, right out of Barre, year plus removed from Syracuse University. You probably had no idea what you were getting yourself into. We had some laughs. We got loud. Yeah, I know some of you are probably listening right now saying, oh, he's still loud till this day. I learned with radio a long time ago, folks. And in life, you can't be something that you're not. And let me tell you something right now. For anybody who knows me, for anybody who has had the opportunity to listen to me on the air, to know me off the air, I am the same person 
off the air that you're getting on here. You may like that. You may hate that. You may be somewhere in between. But what you're going to see is what you're going to get. Folks, I lived and died on every single one of these shows. It's my heart. It's my soul. Blood. Guts. Everything I got. Every single night. You got it. Some nights I was probably better than others. <laughs> like anybody else. You're like a starting pitcher. You know, you get 30, 32 starts a year. There's some days you got really good stuff. There's some nights you got really bad stuff. But then you got to find those ways to grind it out. We grinded out for nine years on every time slot known to man. I'm beyond grateful for this opportunity. I got to thank the company, and it starts with Mark Chernoff. Mark Chernoff, after winning the contest, took an interest in me, believed in me, stayed out of the way for the most part. You know, every now and again, you hit a break late. You did this here. You did this there. But never tried to intervene as far as show topics. Never tried to tell me I should be doing this or doing that. Supported me. Critiqued me, but supported me. Eric Spitz, same deal, especially early in my career. The thank yous I could throw out there for people who had an influence on me. I mean, it goes on and on. From Vicky Baiello at the beginning. Get me all situated. The big guy, Francesa, who was always in my ear. Took an interest in me. Supported my career. Joe Beningo, who I'm going to see tomorrow. Who basically turned into like, you know, the crazy uncle that I'm going to go play golf with. Who basically is a carbon copy of me. Stevie Summers, who will follow me and is a staple here on this radio station. And will continue to be. I want to get in on the uh, Jerry Seinfeld, Larry David group text, though. I, I need to. That's like a bucket list thing for me. I talked to Sabathia earlier today. I need to meet Larry David at some point in my life. So maybe uh, Steve could work his magic. But the unique people that I've come across that I grew up listening to, and now to know them, to know Harris Allen, who's become a dear friend, and Bob Usler, and John Minko, and then my friends who have worked with me off the air who now are stuck with me all the time. Mike Fliegelman. My producer, Paul Rosenberg tonight, who killed it. Busted his ass. Got everybody under the sun. Got the calls up. He's been killing it for me for two years. Lugauer, Carver, all these guys. CeeLo, James Ward, Marash. People have come into my life that are going to be friends for life. Pretty damn cool experience to walk away from. I'm sure many of you are wondering, why? Why say goodbye? Dreams change. Opportunities change. But know this. This radio station will always be home. Always and forever. I don't know what the future holds. I'm an opportunity. I fully expect to take names, kick butt, and do what I need to do at my new Next venture. But when you see me on the street, you see me at the ballpark, you hear my voice. For many of you, the first thing you're going to think of is WFAN. I am not the person I am today without this radio station. That's just the God's honest truth.
from the support of everybody who has worked here with me, the callers, the audience, my fiance Caitlin, who is co-number one fans with my mom, who is probably hysterically crying right now as she is listening to these final words. Dad, two sisters, whole family. I love you all. We have only just begun, to quote Chris Berman. This journey is far, far from over. This chapter may be coming to a close. But the next chapter is going to be a pretty good one. I've said it so many times. I feel like I should be dropping the mic right now and walking off the stage. JJ out. Be good, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.